Podcast closely now. <laughs> Podcast closely now. <laughs> oh, dear. You got more? I mean, the song's I, pretty much those two lyrics. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's closely I now. I thought it was great. Uh, I mean, because it was the uh, uh, podcast, soft as an easy chair. Oh That's all right. That's I all right. Podcast, fresh as the mm-hmm. morning air. Mm-hmm. I, I feel very embarrassed doing this in front of you. Yeah. Love is said a lot in this song. You could just, you could sub in the word podcast for love. No, I, what I was going to do was just, you can trash your podcast, but you're not going to trash mine. Okay. I was going to do that, but all of that life. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that's like that's the big line. That is kind of the big line. Yeah. In 1976, as a star is born, uh, the correct. third out of four films in the storied Stars Born franchise. Sure. Yeah. I guess so. Franchise? Yeah. Whatever. I'm going to call it a franchise. Yeah. Okay. Yes. A S I B. Yes. See you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, yes, I, I want like you. Pixar theory and and the Starbirth see you. <laughs> the Starbirth cinematic universe. Uh-huh. <laughs> I want to Pixar theory and argue that they all take place in the same universe. Uh, in, like in a this way. is a curse that gets passed on. Well, yeah. that's the like, thing. Yeah. Judy Garland exists in the in the Lady in, Gaga oh, one because she yes. sings somewhere over the rainbow. Right. That's true. So that's, that's fascinating. So you know, she was never Esther. She was Judy. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I had never seen this film before. Oh, we covered. You've never seen this one before. Yeah, sure. we covered the Bradley Cooper uh, movie on this podcast, Blank Check with Griffin and David. I'm Griffin. I'm David. Podcast about filmographies, directors who have massive success early on in their careers and are given a series of blank checks to make whatever crazy passion products they want. And sometimes those checks clear, sometimes they bounce. Baby, we covered Bradley Cooper's A Star Is Born because we felt like that was a director's career being born. Yes. Yeah. 100%. I think we don't really do as much anymore, but we'd be like, oh, well, let's find more new release films to put on the schedule. Yeah. And now we're like, mm, less new release films. Mm, less stuff in general. Although, uh, we'll have done Maestro at this point. Yes. Um, you but, excited? Have you seen it? I am. Well, my, no, I have not okay. seen it, but my dog is named after Leonard Bernstein. Your dog who's here in the studio today, the second ever dog guest on Blank Check. Yep. Yeah, and he's in doing studio. a good job. He's doing a great job. And I will say, I know those kids. I know the Bernstein kids very well. And they're just lovely. And so seeing all these videos of them. It, it is funny that we call them kids because they are all. They are. Adults. They're like they are 60s adults and 70s. With, with yeah. children <laughs> right. and and maybe grandchildren yeah, as they're well. Old. I mean, yeah. Like, but, uh, yeah. They should be old. It is just one of those things. I'm I'm particularly in communication with Alex Bernstein. And and he's he's the son and um, the only son. And they're just the most delightful people. So, you know, it, it makes me happy to see them celebrating Having fun, man. Yeah. Now, Rachel, out there. I'm yes. not looking to start a controversy, and I wasn't going to bring OG, it up. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. Me, controversy? I wasn't going to bring it up. Okay. It's the last thing I want to do. All right. But I do I, I do have to ask now. It, it looks like your dog is wearing a fake nose. <laughs> your dog, Lenny Bernstein. He does have a nice right, big nose. Right, but Steven Spielberg was there. Okay. And, that's what, that's and all, it's not that's a problem. If, if your buddy Steve signed off on it, I'm okay with it. I will say the Bernstein kids, uh, at least Alex, did sign off on his name being Lenny. I was like, just want to make sure you don't think it's weird. But he is the specific, you know, he's named after Mr. Bernstein. Yes, yes. yes. Could so you imagine if you saw a dog that was wearing a prosthetic nose? <laughs> <laughs> Either version of that, either wearing a rubber human nose or a big, or you're dog like nose. that snout looks a little exaggerated. Yeah, sometimes I want to put him in like those sunglasses, like the the big like chunky Groucho. glasses. Yeah, they want the with the mustache and mm-hmm. everything. My my sister's dog, one of the all time great dogs, Scruffy Newman, dearly departed. Mm. She when she was a little girl, 
she described. <laughs> she said to me, he's the kind of dog where he'd look smart if you put glasses on him. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there, there's this Disney movie called um, Meet the Robinsons. Oh, yeah. Where he's like... Um, Absolutely. He asks why the dog is wearing glasses and he says, because his insurance won't pay for contacts. It's a good ass joke. Meet the Robinsons is one of many movies that will come up sometimes in like box office games in this podcast. Yeah. And David says like, a movie I will never see. And I'm like, my friend, you got a one and a half year old. I'm going to be honest. You're yeah. getting to meet well, the she's, Robinsons. She's at some two point. and a half now. Oh, Jesus. You're right. She's my daughter. Fucking Christ. Wow. She's two and a half years old. Oh, yeah. She's two and a half. Yeah. She's talking. Well, yeah. yeah. There's some really good Tom Selleck jokes in it. Um, okay, cool. Great. Great, great movie. The frogs are fun. It's a fun movie. The frogs are fun. Yeah. I'll see it sometime. So you'll get to the end of Disney Plus at some point. Yeah. Yeah. And well, we I just have the DVD the of and I was okay. at the cinema when it opened. Hell yeah. so, yes. Okay. So part of those box office numbers, I was there. You must have been, okay, 2007, right? You I were, was six years old. You were six old. years old. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I have yet to see it. Uh, we just watched Bluey and Ponyo over and over and over again. That's all we watched. <gasps> and you really. watch musical numbers. You watch. Yeah, we watch like YouTube clips yeah. of Seven Disney. Brides for Seven Brothers. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, this the plot of this movie is what you need to pay attention to. But it's Russ Tamblin that we're really watching yes. right now. Russ Tamblin. Let me um, let me finish table setting here. Yeah. Yes, please. This is the start of a new miniseries. Hey, That's hey, right. Lenny's starting to like doze off, so just be quiet. He is. He's, he's don't nice disturb too. Lenny. Yeah. This is the start. I'm going to go <laughs> Alec Baldwin. Go, go, go full Christopherson. Yeah. You would never this wake up a dog. the start of a new miniseries. <laughs> Do you think that's what Christopherson thinks? Like, I never wake up a dog talking this way. Yeah. Blade, you need, to, you need to go kill the vampires. I've never seen a dog with his eyes open my whole life. <laughs> I walk into a room, they snooze. Uh, this is a new miniseries on the films of Barbara Streisand. Amazing. It sure is. And we, we have are... not discussed what the name of this miniseries is. Oh, my God. That's a good point. Wait, There's... you guys haven't or you haven't told anybody what it we is? We haven't. I feel like we had one conversation. I have my pitch. The podcast has two faces. Because let's say our <laughs> guest today returned to the show. And first time IRL. First time IRL. There's Thank no God. dang... Pandemic was yeah. definitely over. Well, I was also, whatever. I was in London last time. You were in London. I just never would have been you were able making, to make it. Um, Shazam? I was making Snow White. I was making a, a movie. A movie. A mo oh, right. We can't talk about. I don't it. think sorry, I can sorry, name sorry. it. Yeah. Yes, I, we, were, no we were credits, working on Struck. But our guest yeah. today returned to the show. Dang ass movie star Rachel Zagler. Hi, hey Rachel. Now Hello. we are recording this very far in advance of when it will come out because you're a busy movie star. It's true. There is currently two strikes going on. So there not, are. Two so strikes. I'm a not so busy busy. Right. So we said let's star. get this yeah. recorded while yeah, while we can. Who knows when when the Hollywood factory starts up again? But it means because we're recording this further in advance, we have not really discussed the name of the miniseries. Sure. Gotcha. Now, Barbara Streisand, the person we're talking about, Angel, only directed three proper movies. We're including this, A Star is Born, as the first in the series because she was kind of the main authorial she force. She had full, in right, a lot of creative she control She had final cut. Producer, right. I mean, she was everything. It right. is one of the only cases where the final cut was granted to someone who was not the director. Sure. She and and we're never film. look. I like Frank Pearson as a director. Actually, you like him as a director. I do. I like uh, him as a writer. I, obviously, I like him as a writer as yeah. well. But he directed yeah. a lot of good TV movies in the nineties okay. and two thousands. But uh, yeah, we're never doing a Frank Pearson series. No, and he infamously, when this movie came out, like a, a couple weeks before it came out. Uh, wrote an article for New York Magazine just trashing the movie oh. and talking about what a nightmare he had working with her and what a control freak she was. Oh. 
And it, she kind of was, uh, she went nuclear on him, unsurprisingly. Good for her. But his <laughs> his article was sort of like, they wouldn't let me direct. And she, her response was like, uh, because you didn't know you what the fuck you You can't direct yourself out of a paper right. bag. And oh. even now still, when this movie gets re-released or, or the rep screening, she is the one who goes and talks about it. And she talks about it very much with the voice of someone who directed it, which I think <laughs> yeah. she kind of largely did. Well, it's very telling that she and Christofferson are still very good friends. Mm -hmm. She considers him like one of the best people she's ever shared screen with. And I think in 2019, they like, she they sang Evergreen together. Aww. Still, oh, look, here like, they on are. stage. Yeah. It's Aww. like a real thing that they're still buddy-buddy. And I think that's really telling yes. in the grand scheme of something is that if you're, if your co-lead is still, Absolutely. then yeah. yeah. They, I, I have a feeling they probably see eye to eye about this the was, Frank Cruz right. situation. This was the first John Peters production. So it's mm -hmm. her coming in with a lot more power because they have this united front, the two of them together. I, I hear yeah. you, but what's the name of the miniseries? Well, so here's the We're point. Yeah. I, I'm going to say I think it can't be called a pod is cast because she didn't technically direct it. It's also a little broad. Right. So yeah. then we're down to three. Okay, movies. you can't do anything with Yentl. Well, what? Well, of course you can. Oh. Can I pitch it? All right, go ahead. Podcastle. I like it. Podcastle. I'm all in on Honestly, that. I love that. Wow. Yes. I'm, 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 I'm totally into that. Because the other two options are Pod Babs. Uh, pod Babs. <laughs> pod, pod Babs. Streiscast. Pod <laughs> We used to do Barb Pod Cast. That used no, to be our structure, Rachel. The first work. like year, that's what we would do. We'd be like, we'll fit yeah. into the name of the person. Because we, what was the Fosse one? Fosse, Fosse was was called Pod that jazz cast. Yeah, Pod that jazz, pod that cast. jazz cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. good. Which was that's really good. good. But we used to be like Pod Night Shama cast. <laughs> yeah, the Wachowski podcast. Yeah, the and then we gave up on it. Casters. The Podkowski casters. Yeah, then we uh, gave up on that. Thing. Okay, so yeah, no, our only other options are the. Prince of or the, the the podcast of tides, yeah, something like no. that, or, or the podcast has two Podcastle's faces. Kind of funny. Now, Podcastle, I, I, I say do it. No, no, the I'm only other it. argument, no, don't talk me out of it. You talked me into it. <laughs> the podcast has two friends, yeah, but then I, we're kind of far from whatever we were doing, right? Sure. People call us the two friends, Rachel. Well, yeah, I was it's a competitive say. advantage. We're the only two friends who host a podcast together, that's true. And I like the insinuation that. We are not part of friendship. Well, Ben's all. a producer. You're, you're a friend. Yeah, we're friends. friends. You're both they're, friends. We're talking about titles. Podcast. The two friends. It's we're decided. the two we were the friends first. that anyone can have. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly, Lenny and I are the now the okay, two so now new friends. I'm the one who gets <laughs> completely excited. Rachel, you're a dear friend, and thank oh, you for coming thanks. on the show. I'm very happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. Are you are you comfortable uh, uh, telling me the thing you texted me the other day? What did I text you the other day? About a, a connection you forgot you had. Oh, yes. To the subject. Oh, yes. I, and I brought a picture of it. Hell did no. I send it to you? You, uh. Or did I just text you about it? You texted me about it. You didn't send it to me. So when I was out and I was out in Atlanta and I was shooting a movie in 2021. Will not be named. Well, not, the movie will not be named. Not that anybody saw it anyways. Solidarity strike. <laughs> Solidarity, Hopefully baby. Hopefully it's ended by the time this I know, right? Out. Jesus. That would be great. Yeah. Um, I was shooting a movie in Atlanta. And uh, I got a box in the mail that was from, it was, you know, it said it was from Barbara Streisand. It just said it. It was just like, yeah, it said like Streisand something on it. And I was like, sure. okay. One, two, three, Barbara Lane. <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. She had come out with an album. Uh -huh. It came with like a little notebook that had her face on it and like the actual album and a, and a hoodie that had 
like very uh, Andy Warhol esque pictures of her face and like. So at this point, opening the box, you just think maybe like I'm a, on a list I'm of like an PR influencer list. PR list. It's right. probably like whatever label she's with. Sure, has a list of people because I would get boxes from you know my friend. Is it this? It kind is of that. Cover? Yeah, it is yeah, that yeah, cover? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and then, release me too. Yes, mm-hmm. and there was this little note card. A little note card, David. In the notebook. Okay. And it said R dash and then in like a gold embossed said with compliments from B. Like in her, in handwriting. Very classy to just do initials. Yeah. Oh, by the way. I and I, I there was a video that I took of me being like there's no way. Mm-hmm. There's no way. And then it was like on the Today show because I tweeted it out and mm-hmm. people were like watch Rachel Zegler lose her goddamn mind over Barbara Streisand but this this is it. It says, with compliments. Look at that. Do you have it like framed? It is in, yeah, it yeah, is framed cool. in my uh, my childhood home in Jersey right now. Because um, I'm in the middle show. of moving. But uh, yeah, this is the craziest fucking thing that's ever happened to me, genuinely. And yeah. I've had some crazy shit happen to me. But this is like, I don't even know how she knows who I, genuinely. Right, that's the question. How do that, you even get on this list, whatever what, it what is? What happened? The, the note is in and of itself an admission of like, I'm that's aware. Right. Yeah. There's, there's it's her saying, two I'm, levels. I'm noticing, I'm yeah. watching. I will say the only thing I could think of was that there was like a video of me in during the pandemic that went semi-viral. Oh, right, viral. before the movie had come West, out. Yeah, the movie... My first movie had never come out. It had not come out yet. It had gotten pushed because yes. of the pandemic. Oh, so this really is crazy. It was really wild. Right. And the only thing I could think of was I had a video of me singing My Man, my man. from Funny Girl sure. on Twitter. Yeah. That didn't do crazy. It didn't do my A Star Is Born numbers, but it was... Is that the one where you're showing, like yelling to the back of the room? That's shallow. That's shallow. That's okay, that's Star what is I born, yeah. That's Star Is born. I did yeah. like my man sitting in my bathroom wearing like leggings and a t-shirt and and I was just singing in my bathroom which I always was doing but sure. that was the only thing I feel like I saw you do that like I, a month I'm ago. still doing it yeah yeah I, the strike has been long hey. worth and yeah um so it's just it, it was so crazy and I remember going over to my friend's houses that night and nobody cared as much as I did <laughs> and I was like guys you don't understand it's it's she's Barbara. one of the more famous people of the 20th century. Yes, she's I mean, one of the she's more still with us, people, obviously. Yeah. But it's like, as a musical theater kid, yeah, exactly. That's she's, not say, she's the, I, the top of the pyramid. I didn't yeah. want to stereotype, right? But yeah. I like, I texted you and I was just like, <laughs> FYI, we're doing Barbara Streisand. Yeah, I feel like you might be interested. Yeah. I think I was jumped on it. You did right. We were in the room when you texted her, and you replied yeah. in like five seconds. Yep. Yes. 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 Done. Right. That's just how I replied to Griffin. But, she, but well. she's okay. <laughs> but she's like she's particularly important for Absolutely. you, right? And yeah. I would say to everyone who grew up the way I did, she yeah. was very important. And she was, I mean, and that's why it was really nice to. I've obviously seen this movie in particular so many times. Interesting. Um, but I hadn't revisited it in a while and watching it being like, I can't believe this woman knows who I am was crazy. That is amazing. Also, Lenny was not a fan of the movie. Interesting. I will say. Lenny used would, would bark at yeah. the whenever she sang. Oh, okay. As I was going to say, and I was Leonard like, Bernstein was I, not I a fan of this a, movie. It's plausible. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe not. Yeah. I have a video of it that I will show you guys of him yes. just being absolutely angry at Barbara Streisand being on screen. No son of mine. Let me tell you. Maybe he was angry because he wanted Christopherson back. He was like, I'm tired. Also, He's a guy's guy. Curly hair. Lenny's yeah. got true. And Barbara has curly hair. True. In this movie, maybe well, maybe he was just like, yeah, agitated. Like, who's yeah. this? Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. This curly hair friend. But also yeah. he wants to watch close. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, gosh. Okay. 
Podcastle, a miniseries on the films of Barbara Streisand mm-hmm. that starts out with this film. That I'd, I'd say the experience of making this film is the thing that pushes her to say, I need to start directing my own stuff. Mm. Which is just not something that someone like her did back no. then. No. That's why no. she's such a, a classic blank check candidate, obviously, and just yes. a major auteur, even though she didn't direct a lot of movies. No, and she's, you know, much like Warren Beatty, she's one of those people where she continues to threaten to make another film. We would love to see <laughs> I it. I like yeah. the word threaten is funny. Well, yes. Warren finally did make Rules Don't Apply, a film to which no rules applied. Yeah. Barbara, every like five years, will be like, I'm actually pretty close to doing this. And it'll be similar where it's like, I'm doing readings of this. I've been mm. talking to this actor about doing stuff. I actually want to film this in six months. Guys, maybe the note that she sent me was just her saying she's really interested in me being the star of her next film. Mary. I mean, do you remember like 10 years ago, she got the rights to Gypsy? Yeah. And was like, I'm going to make it soon. Which she would have to. I mean, yes. she would be good. Which yes. I guess... Steven did the same thing with <laughs> yeah. with a certain movie. With a different movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, with a lot of his movies. Yeah. Um, he sits on stuff. Ten years is, is soon. Yeah. So we have to get the biggest thing out of the way. We okay. have to. Okay. Barbara Streisand has my birthday. We have the same what? birthday. She's my celebrity birthday. She's kind of the only one. And when is this birthday? April 24th. Oh my God, now, a Taurus. I am a Taurus. Me too. Yeah. Oh, really? May 3rd, baby. Hello. Hello. Yes. <laughs> Best star sign. There we go. Um, not a lot of celebrities have my birthday. Barbara's really the only big one I have. Jaimon mm. Honsu? <gasps> That's my good. That one's good. I just Googled. Uh, the wizard himself. Jaimon's the best. The wizard himself. We uh, love Jaimon. Cedric the Entertainer. Yeah, what the fuck are you talking shit about your own great, birthday? You got a you great, got a great birthday. birthday. Oh, this one's good. I didn't know this one. Kelly Clarkson. Oh my gosh! Mm, legend. Yeah, waiting for her Broadway debut. I can. I can. My my birthday is Benicio del Toro. Nice. Cool. Jeff cool. Daniels. Nice. Seal. Nice. Victoria Justice. Okay. Right. Who you were once in a movie with? I was. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't he was, actually. He know was who on has a no kiss birthday. list. Oh my god! Right, that's the movie you were in with. No, right? the joke is that I'm not on the list because they're like, who even cares about him? Oh, well, oh. you don't even make the no kiss list. No, she kisses me, and that turns out to be a prank. Uh, that May is 3rd. so evil. It was. May 3rd? Yeah, who's May 3rd? Looks like you've got Bobby Cannavale. Oh, I'm hey. in. Uh, Frankie Valli. Nice. Uh, she's a Jersey legend. Yeah, I mean, Tri-State <laughs> legends over here. Uh, Christina Hendricks. Christina Hendricks. That's cool. Yeah, you know, I'm not... Uh, James Brown. That's cool. Oh, huge. Bing Amy, Crosby. Amy Ryan. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, love Amy Ryan. Yeah, me too. Uh, I don't Tiffany like that. Tiffany Amber Thiessen. I don't like Thiessen? that I didn't come up when I Googled. Yeah, you should be coming up. What the hell is this, this is, junk list? I need everybody listening to go boost me on famous birthdays. Oh, Please. but you're number one on the on the website famous birthdays. Hey, am I number, actually? Yes, look, look at you. There oh you are. Oh my god, everybody you, did boost me. You're right. You're way ahead of you know YouTube star Danny Aaron's. <laughs> this is weird. I'm looking this up. Ben, producer Ben, shares a birthday with mud. <laughs> <laughs> Who when, knew? When is that birthday? Crime? Crime? <laughs> um, yeah, my what else? God. Uh, the sound of motorcycle tires. <laughs> Shoplifting? Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. No way. Oh, my God. Do y'all know where uh, Barbara Streisand was born? Brooklyn. Brooklyn, New She's York. She's a Brooklyn girl. No she way. Went to She's from East Flatbush. Erasmus High School, sure where did. my grandmother went. No way. My grandmother always points out that, of course, Barbara's much younger than her, which is... Big growth on my grandmother's part. 
Nice. Did she not always do that? No. She had uh, false documents for a very long time. You're lying. Her, but she had, and her, so was she. Her passport was full of lies. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the highest level of document. But she now finally admits whenever I say, well, of course, you and Barbara high school together. She went, but I was there years before her. Uh, um, Erasmus, of course, no longer exists. Yeah. Uh, the building still exists. Oh, my goodness. Um, But, uh, yeah. She's a Brooklyn gal. She's Brooklyn a Brooklyn gal. gal from East Flatbush. Uh, and then I think when she was quite young, her parents left Brooklyn uh, and her father died on like a hike. Ooh. He like fell on a hike and hit his head and died when she was like one year old. This is why I stay in New York City. That's <laughs> why I you don't, don't need to go on no hikes. Uh, oh, so horrible. she, then they have to move back to Brooklyn. They live uh, in Williamsburg. Hey now. Pretty cool. Wait, okay. I just really, I'm sorry. I just need to say this. The building that I lived in in Crown Heights it was the, the Brooklyn the, formerly hospital. known as the Brooklyn Jewish Hospital. That is the hospital that Barbara Streisand was born. It's also the hospital my grandmother and great aunt. And it was built in. on your birthday. <laughs> and it was built on my damn birthday. And you, my and, grandmother. And at least Ben's building. Your birthday. My, my grandma. Rachel's my, no card. My best friend. Yes. <laughs> Um, my, uh, yeah, we recorded at least one blank check at the Brooklyn Several. Jewish Hospital. Yeah. yeah. Wow. A few. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Remember when your girlfriend would just sit in the bed and watch us because there was nowhere to go? It was a tiny apartment. <laughs> it was there a you studio. Go. Yeah. Hey, yeah. you got to um, do what you got to do. Had yeah. to do what we had to do. Um, so they moved to Williamsburg very heavily. They moved back to Williamsburg. Uh, apparently she was sort of in, Barbara was in poor health mm. uh, when she was a kid, underweight, a lot of ear infections, bronchitis. She was sent to a health camp. Okay. In upstate New York uh, when she was a kid. And then... Uh, that sounds like the most depressing It seems like it was traumatic. Health camp. Yes. I'm going to health camp, Where they Mom. probably just like scrub you or I don't know what they did. <laughs> um, and when she returned from health camp, her mother, Diana, had met her next husband, Louis Kind. Okay. Uh, this is from the dossier. So this is JJ's judgment of her. The financially unsound son of a tailor. Okay. Uh, who oh veered into real estate, selling used cars, gambling, and other vices. So um, Barbara has a bunch of half-siblings, uh, mm -hmm. you know, from this second marriage. Uh, and doesn't like him. He's bad. He was eventually she, abandons the family when she's 14 years was old. Was she the only child of her yes. parents? Okay. So, you know, just try and think of like young Jewish girl in Brooklyn, kind of a shitty life, right? Mm -hmm. Dreaming of musicals. Like it's like it's very storybook in a way. Like yes. she loves like singing in the rain, right? She same. just wants to be in movies. Same. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, or in a way it, it we are all Barbara. Sing. Yeah. Well, Barbara's just got that thing where it's like, I, I didn't know any of this information, right? But everything you're saying just fits into my it conception of her, where it's just like she is one of those people you can point to in the history of popular entertainment where you're just like inevitable. Yeah. Destined. And right? yet, yeah. you know, she's quote unquote like not conventionally attractive, right? Like, you know, like people yeah. make fun of her. She's got a big nose. But that's like, so whatever. much of it where it was just like on paper, you know, this is not the thing that the studios go for. She doesn't fit the particular mode, but just like undeniable, touched with greatness, talent. Yeah. And just this sense of like purpose and clarity of what she was working towards. Went to Erasmus High, was in the choral club, never did the school plays. Her justification, quote, why go out for an amateurish high school production when you can do the real thing? That's what I'm saying. Like she Is knew. That... That's a real quote from her <laughs> she biography. Knew my senior quote. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you I did was, high school except plays. Except I was in all four years of my right. high school musicals. Wait, what were your four high school musicals? I was in, I was Belle and Beauty and the Beast. Hell yeah. I was Ariel and the Little Mermaid. Jesus. Perfect. I was Dorothy Brock in 42nd Street. Oh, that's a show. And then I was Fiona in Shrek the Musical, famously. Yes, that I knew you were. That made it onto Graham Norton. Yes, I knew you were. <laughs> yes, God, you I was so embarrassed. No, that's what you mean. That's what Graham they Norton's showed, there for. They just showed like the picture of me with like the big fucking green nose on in front of Kenneth Branagh. No, Rachel. Uh, <laughs> I felt like a little crate. Oh, no, you've never been on the show. You've never been on the show. The point is <laughs> very good. Yeah. There's some like British esteemed legend of theater. It's always Kenneth the funniest. Right. fucking Branagh. Ken, Ken Branagh. Wow. Well, that's pretty cool. And then Vicky McClure, who's like the like I I don't know how to say that she's like the equivalent of something in the states besides like Ellen Pompeo because she's yes, like big TV. She's star. on every TV show. Line of Duty. Yeah, she's yeah, yeah. on that line. Of yeah, duty. she yeah. always plays like a cop or a doctor or a doctor cop. You're nicked, mate. <laughs> yeah, you're nicked, she's and I'm gonna like... take out your appendix. <laughs> Officer doctor. Doc cop, babes. Yeah. That's a DJ oh, Katrona. I've got a drinking idea. problem. No one can steal that. Cop babes. DJ mm. Katrona wants Doc cop to be his thing. That, that seems like, yes, yeah, slam yeah. dunk. Networks are, exactly. are desperate right, right. now. Syndication, come on. baby. Here we yeah. come. Because we always joke about like unknown British TV shows where it's like a blank who moonlights as a detective on the side. <laughs> To make it a cop who moonlights as a doctor or vice versa is really funny. I love that. Now, if somebody was moonlighting as something in A Star is Born in the 70s, what, who would be doing what? Someone's hmm. moon. Okay, so... Uh, is Esther moonlighting as, you know, like... A, what, a detective? Yeah, right. I don't uh, know. Maybe she's uh, actually just trying to get to the bottom of how does Chris Christopherson get all this coke? I think Chris Christopherson... <laughs> right. How do you pay for yeah. this house, man? Yeah. Chris <laughs> Christopherson is moonlighting as the Lorax, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Save the trees. I speak for the truffle trees. <laughs> okay, look. Oh I just God. need to tell Get you on my that. fucking face, Onceler. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the Onceler of A Star is Born? It's uh, the mean agent. Paul Mazursky. Yeah, yeah. Paul Mazursky. Yeah. Okay, so when 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 Barbara's a teen, she mm -hmm. goes on Broadway. She sees the Diary of Anne Frank. Mm -hmm. Yes. This is when she's like, I am going to be an actress. Yeah. This is a quote from her. It was a thrilling experience sitting in the last row of the balcony. The ticket was two eighty five, two dollars and eighty five cents. God, you couldn't sit very close because when you sit, but you know you couldn't afford it. But when you sit far away from the whole stage, you know you don't see the reality of the actors' pores. You don't see the makeup. You get swept along with mm. the illusion. Uh, her mother decides that uh, this idea is terrible. She'll be humiliated, and it'll be a total fiasco. <laughs> but Barbara starts working at a Chinese restaurant. Starts saving up. Money starts going to the Cherry Lane Theater, mm. meets uh, Anita Miller and Alan Miller, who worked under Lee Strasberg, uh, starts auditioning for stuff, moves into their house when she's 16 years old. No mm -hmm. way. This is kind of cool. And she's like a cool, like, beatnik. You know, this is like late 50s, I imagine, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And uh, does a little play in 1958 called Seawood opposite Joan Rivers. Wow. Uh, no one goes to see it. And then does a couple other shows. Uh, and um, decides to do a talent show at a club called The Lion. Okay. And she writes her name on the edition sheet as B-A-R-B-R-A -R -R mm -hmm. because there were too many Barbaras. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Of course, Barbara Streisand spells her name wrong. Yeah, she dropped, Barbara. She dropped Barbara. the A. Right. Dropped yeah. the middle A. Yeah, it's cleaner. Uh, as legend has it, she blows the competition out of the water, mm. kicks off her career as a nightclub singer, 
And uh, then she's uh, discovered by Peter Daniels, her first sort of arranger. Okay. And she does an 11-week engagement at the Bon Soir. I don't know what that is. Did a double bill with Phyllis Diller and then does a tour and does a t- an appearance on The Tonight Show with Jack Parr. Streisand this is like Phyllis Diller like, <laughs> must have been an unbelievable <laughs> evening Can of entertainment. You In the young Streisand, yeah. too. Yeah, and Phyllis Diller was probably very young at that point, like 90, 95. <laughs> It was early in her career. Wait, what, what's the show she meets uh, Ellie Gould on? I can get it for you wholesale. Okay, um, right. The Arthur Lorenz-directed uh, play, yes. <laughs> the uh, greatest Jewish couple of all time. Like, the, the true Jewish relationship goals. This could be us, but you're playing. Yes. Yeah. You've seen the photo of them in the pool, yes. right? Yeah, it's just of the course. greatest picture anyone's ever taken. Yeah, and then, I mean, they did it for Barbie promo. Yeah. They recreated yes. that yeah. without saying they were recreating that. Yeah. But those who know, know. Yeah. It's it's the hottest photo of Elliot Gould ever taken. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two is obviously Elliot Gould and Grover on the cover of TV Guide. Exactly. Yes. yes. They know exactly what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> in 1963, she releases an album called the Barbara Streisand album. Uh-huh. Uh, it is a huge hit. Uh, and then she becomes pretty much the most successful female singer in like in America until like Mariah Carey, basically. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like that's it. Yeah. Really, like all of her early fame obviously is in is in singing, but she desperately wants to act more and all mm-hmm. that. And she gets funny girl, you know, when is that? Like 60 68's when it's released. Eight is the movie. The movie, yeah. yeah. Right. But she did the show is 64. Yeah, I was gonna say she wow. did it earlier than How that. long did she do the show for? Hmm? How long was she in the show on Broadway? Well, at least a year, yeah. probably. Back then you had to do a year. Yeah. Now you do six months. I don't know about you guys. I liked Funny Girl. I thought it was good. What, like ben, the movie? Yeah. Ben over the course of doing this podcast has secretly been growing a huge Burba Streisand fandom. Yeah. He I love watched that. Uh, uh What's Up Doc. Oh, great movie. Several years ago, and yep. that was the movie where he went, I, I believe your letterbox review was, oh shit, maybe old movies are good. <laughs> That's true. I love that. And yeah. then quietly since then, Ben's just been filling in the Streisand filmography Why and getting Babs pill. I'm starting to get it. I love Funny Girl too. Yeah. I got Funny Girl as a Christmas present when I was a kid. The like movie the or like the record? Okay. No, I got the, the DVD yes. with, you know, Omar Sharif and yes. I and I was just, I, I, I was shocked at how long, that is a long, a long movie. Yes. And it makes sense that they cut so much of it for the stage. Mm-hmm. Like my man is not in the stage show, which is a sin, by the way. She would sometimes sing at the end, at the end of the night. Which right. I think which Michelle, Michelle just, just did. did. The other... That's all. And uh, she looks like she did it for about a year, year and a half. Then she okay. reprised the role on the West End nice. uh, in 1966. Classy. But then she got pregnant and had to drop out. Okay. Uh, some other people who played that role, though, Lainey Kazan, Gene mm. Stapleton, mm-hmm. uh, Kay Medford. Um, so, you know, so that's like, you know, that's the big that that's sh- and that show is like. We could do a whole fucking thing on that show. Like Bob Fosse was involved briefly. Sidney Lumet was involved. Like Carol Burnett. Like all kinds of crazy things happened with that show. But obviously that's what she wins the Tony, right? Yes. And she wins the Oscar. No, she loses the Tony. I knew this. Oh, Oh, yes. I have to look this up. All right. Sorry. No, she 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 shared the Oscar, didn't she? She She did. did. With Catherine Hepburn. For Line and Winter? Uh, uh, for Lion and Winter, but yes, Hepburn yeah. doesn't show up, so she no, just yeah. accepts it. She accepts it. 
And it, it's, you it's, know she's bad. Oh, yeah. You know she's fucking she, Well, they also only gave her the bottom half. Oh, um, my God. That's not true. She got her own statue. <laughs> that's, she <laughs> lost to Carol Channing for Hello, Dolly. Right. And then she fucking snipes show. Channing later. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so that's just a nice looking movie you got there. Be a shame if someone else played the part. Oh, my God. Yeah. But the no, Julie she, Andrews effect. Yep. Yes. A hundred percent. But uh, yeah, I guess, I mean, it's also like that thing, like the Tonys, they do it just like the Oscars do it, where they're like, well, you're young. You'll be back. Yeah. Like, we got to give it to Carol Channing Versus right Funny yeah. Girl, she's and in. she's never really, you know, given another shot at a Tony. Funny she, Girl's the limited pantheon of uh, uh, acting Oscars for first performance ever. And it happens so much more rarely with the lead categories. The couple yeah. of times it's happened, it's more often supporting. Yes. For lead, it's like her and Marley Matlin are maybe the only... I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I can't summon that for you right now. Okay, but the point is, she wins an Oscar for her first movie ever. Crazy. Uh, yes, she. They do the movie. She wins the Oscar. Yes. She does tie, which is bizarre. Immediately a huge star. Yes, her star has gotten even bigger. So then yeah. she does yeah. Hello Dolly. Yeah, which um, is kind of an infamous flop. Kind of a flop. What do you yeah. think? Have you seen Hello which Dolly? Having revisited, yeah, I've seen Hello Dolly. Having revisited it, I don't really understand why it was such. I don't know. I I guess it's a little like slow and kind of bloated or for it, sure. But yeah. we could make that argument for so many movie yes. musicals of that era. I find you know? it very charming. I, I think it's super it, charming it as well. Looks, it's just it's lush. It's like literally I, the Music Man. Yeah. It's got the same charm as the Music Man and the same color mm -hmm. palette and everything like that. It's I I imagine that they thought it was a surefire hit on their hands. I think it's just that that kind of movie was going out of style That's what at I was that time. Say. Yeah. It's like the shift from 68 to 69. Does Dolly come out 69 or 70? Dolly is 69. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just already the like we're wheels were falling off the old Hollywood musical. Yeah. Yeah. Such a shame. Uh, she makes a movie called On a Clear Day You Can See Forever, which mm -hmm. I've never seen. Chante Minnelli movie. Um, which is another adaptation of a musical. Uh, on set, she has an affair with Pierre Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada. Okay. Uh, which is a big scandal. Mm -hmm. uh, then she makes the owl and the pussycat. Split up at that point? When did she split up with Ghoul? Was it a two-way They divorced in 1971. Okay. So, I don't know. It's around there. And yeah. she has a child at this point. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because she gets pregnant during the West End. During the West End right. run yeah. of Funny Girl. Um, and that is, uh, is that her only kid? How many kids does she have? I think, am I wrong? I think that's wrong. Um, many yeah, dogs, Gould. many cloned dogs, but yeah. Uh, many, many cloned dogs. Yes. Yeah. God, she has dated some oh, incredible yeah. people. Andre Agassi? Really? Clint Eastwood? I mean, that's... James Newton Howard? Ooh. This is such a list. <laughs> Why? Peter Jennings. Yeah. <laughs> Liam Neeson. Oh. Liam Neeson. Robocop. <laughs> Peter Weller. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I thought they were Robocop. listing Robocop as a character. Um, <laughs> she did Peter Weller? Yeah, she that's did. wild. All right, she's in The Owl and the Pussycat, uh, uh, the movie with George Siegel. Yeah. That movie's pretty fun. Yeah, um, that movie was a hit. Yeah, she's in What's Up, Dog? What's Up, Doc? One of the Huge. best movies ever made. Great Big movie. Hit. Yeah, funny. She's so funny. She is so funny. But this is what's interesting: is like after Hello Dolly, right? Mm -hmm. She does, and and uh, on a clear day, you can see forever, which also did not have as big a response. She just kind of goes like, I guess I need to pivot, mm. right? Yeah. Like, I was a, music, uh, a movie musical star. Yeah. But if that's going out of fashion, I'm going into comedies and dramas. Maybe I still have my place to sing, but, like, I'll shift. Have any of you seen Up the Sandbox? I, it is one I of the greatest not. posters. Look at this weird poster. 
So this she makes in 1972. She's tied you're blind to a I giant I'm baby bottle, Rachel. Um, yeah, she's tied to oh. a giant baby bottle. It's about a mom like on her back. who's bored oh. in New York City and starts having crazy fantasies such as uh, Fidel Castro sweeping her off her feet or uh, like, you know, uh, blowing up the Statue of Liberty, shit oh, like great. that. Never seen it. It's an Irving Kirshner movie, but what's wow. important about it is it's the first movie produced by first artists, mm. which is going to produce A Star is Born as well, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, the sort of like you would, the, these actors would take lesser fees who were involved sure. with it to get more creative control. Like Paul Newman and uh, Steve McQueen and Dustin Hoffman and other actors at the time are using first artists as well. I, I just think what's interesting about her is that there are many interesting things about her, mm-hmm. but a thing I think is interesting about her is that she's sort of a, a young star in the old Hollywood mold, hitting right as the old Hollywood studio system is breaking down mm. and the old genres are breaking down. And she, like, adapts immediately. Like, she just, like, jumps over to the 70s and yeah. is totally carried over as, like, new Hollywood star. She's going to work with the stars of the moment. She's not trying to, like, hold on to the traditions yeah. of the things she grew up with, you know? That's true. She just she evolves. As, she evolves. As she and it's like to. I'm now going to represent the modern woman. Um, yeah. But she still does like big, you know, epic movies. Yeah. Uh, the way we were, obviously, is her next giant hit. Yeah. Uh, with Redford, it's sort of a, I don't know, like a TV classic when I was a kid. I've never seen. Always it. on. Yeah. It's good. I need to watch. I mean, it. it's kind of dumb, but it kind of. I'm I'm gonna use this series to fill in some some barber gaps. Um. Mm-hmm. Then she did. A couple of movies that don't really work. Something called For Pete's Sake, uh-huh. uh, which is sort of a What's Up Doc type thing, like a comedy. Uh, that's how she meets John Peters because mm-hmm. she wanted a specific hairstyle for the movie and he is a hairdresser. He was, of mm. course, notoriously her hairdresser. Uh, and then she does Funny Lady. Right. Uh, the um, sequel to Funny Girl that is less good. The long-awaited sequel. It's a funny girl. Yes. Yeah. And uh, John Peters says to her, and this is from her biography, you need to do hotter and sexier and younger roles because you have a great ass. Yes. And oh. she takes this to heart and makes a star is born. Right. They are, are they dating at this point? I don't know. The lines are a little blurry on their relationship and when they were officially dating when they weren't because I think oftentimes there were other people. Other people and he was married to Leslie Ann Warren. Yes. John Peters is one of the most like canonically insane people to ever work in Hollywood. Yes. He's amazing. He's terrible. You yes. can read all about him. I Look, I am uh, a, such a fiend for his interviews. He's one mm-hmm. of the most fascinating interview subjects, the way he speaks. You just go like, and you read stories about him, the way people talk about the way he behaved and talk. And you go right. like, I cannot imagine this existing in the real world. Yeah. And Bradley Cooper's performance in Licorice Pizza, which I've waxed poetic about many times on this podcast, Great is astounding because you're just like, within 10 minutes, this guy has actually conjured up what it must yeah. have felt like to talk to this guy yes. in his peak. Yeah. Have you interacted with John Peters? No, no I no. just... He's, I, he's out there in the wilderness Right. Now, from right? the From what you're talking about with the interviews and everything that yes. when Bradley came on screen in Licorice Pizza, I knew exactly what was about to happen. It's, it's, it's astonishing. I rewatched <laughs> all of his so things. so wonderful. Is, he's so good in that movie. Weirdly uh, ignored by the Oscars. He should have um, won. Uh, but, and, um, but yes, I, he still today in modern interviews will basically phrase things the exact same way. And as like a bragging point, he'll say like, I was the first person to point the barber and go, you got a great ass. You need to be hot in movies now. You're like, oh, thank you. <laughs> no. Thanks. Let's get you back to look, bed. It's pretty crass, <laughs> but he, he did to some degree 
uh, I think helped transition a new era of her career in in her deciding to take ownership of things, right? Well, to be fair, that advice from the right person yes. is life-changing. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? but Out also, of context, it sounds like We yikes. should all embrace our hotness, but yes, yeah, I think he had a blunt... We should all embrace our great asses. And I think so much of her persona, I mean, this is all the weird, the kind of like, the ego of Barbara Streisand, right? What is so fascinating about her as a movie star is like her her ego and her insecurity at the same time that's yeah. constantly balancing itself out. And all this sort of legend about how controlling she is and how like protective she is of her image, but also her things are all about her sort of like not feeling good enough or whatever. And most of her movies up until Star is Born are playing on the like, I don't know, I'm just some goofy girl from Brooklyn. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to make people give me respect to like yeah. one degree or another. And Star is Born is obviously like, it starts with that point, but so much of it is about her cocooning out of that right. into fully owning the the kind of stardom that she obviously had, but was always in conversation with this sort of sheepish, well, I don't look like the other girls. I'm too loud. I'm yeah. too this. Right. I'm, a, yeah. I'm, a, I'm yeah. an ugly duckling type, but right. yes, yeah. but obviously great, beautiful talent yes. within all of that. And it was oddly the reality for every woman that ended up playing that mm -hmm. part Janet in the Gaynor, version Judy, Janet Gaynor, mm -hmm. Judy Garland. Yes. They, they called Judy Garland a hunchback, tried to change her face. They actually put that in the movie. It's wild that all four movies star people who were already megastars at that point and yet needed some transition, transformation yeah. into the next stage of their career. Yeah. Like it was all of them. It's not like they had hit the end. No. But all of them were like, I need to find the next thing. I yeah, need exactly. to fully enter a new And that's phase. why, the, I mean, the Judy Garland one is so particularly heartbreaking yes. because she, she should have won for it. And she okay. didn't get to ride out the success. Of yeah. It. Rachel, you watched All the Stars Are Born. I did. Let's talk about it now. Let's talk about A Star Is Born. I watched we're at A Star Is the Born. The first yeah. two before we did our Bradley Cooper episode mm -hmm. years ago. Right. And then I had never seen this you one. You never seen this one. I'd never seen this one. Watch this one. It's so funny because so much of Bradley's is it taken is from this one. Play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Well, I, I'm astonished people don't talk about it more. There are so many things. Obviously, not just the first two are right. in Hollywood. They are movie stars. Yes, movie it's for stars winning an Oscar, that. whatever. But like the characterization of Jackson Maine is so similar to this guy. Mm -hmm. The the transmuting it into the music world. Yeah. But even like it has the tracing the of the nose. Yeah. It basically has the I just want to take another look at you. Mm -hmm. Right. With Which, him saying well, I'm just in That's in all of them. Yeah. It just the way it manifests in this mm -hmm. is is so many elements. You just feel like Bradley Cooper watched this movie and was like, someone could make this like 20% better. 20%. Exactly. Because yeah. it's just well, it gives 60%. her it gives her a bit more autonomy and yeah, yeah, and a lot, a lot of things are a bit more earned than in the seventies one. Yeah. I feel this, this movie is shaggy, yeah, to the extreme. I, yeah. I know its reputation is really uh, uh, crappy, and I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. Maybe mm -hmm. just because I went in with such guarded expectations. This movie feels like someone. Like, people were high when they made this, this and edited and this. 100 and they sure This is a, a movie that friends. was executive produced by cocaine. <laughs> yeah. 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 One of those. But like then there 100%. were some co-exec producers from, like, grass and pills <laughs> yes. and yeah. acid and whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, everything. Gary Busey. <laughs> There's that opening credit that says, a drugs production. <laughs> <laughs> in association <laughs> with Warner Brothers. <laughs> in association with booze. Yeah. Because... Like, 
the Cooper movie, obviously, is very like booze soaked, but in this very yes. authentic way where you're like, you're like with a guy who's like, you know, got five minutes left, right? You yeah. know, he's like really like, you know, in it. It's obviously the thing. Bradley Cooper's been very open about his struggles with sobriety mm -hmm. and right. his battle to get there and everything. That's the big value that movie has. It's like it's being made by someone who's playing the character who's been through hell yeah. and yeah. is really and, working through his the, experience. The on character screen. is given a lot more of yes. an effort where he's actually trying to get Better. Yeah, because yes. that character's you know. always doomed, but he's the only one who feels like a real guy in a way. I like yeah. all the guys in all the stars I, are born. I feel like the Judy Garland one, he's really he's amazing he, he goes to a yeah. you know, he goes to a facility. It's yes. like with with this one, Chris Christopherson's just kind of like, hey, and then we'll get married and we'll disappear into the desert and I'll let's, forget about my drug problem. Yeah, let's build a house. Let's out build here, a man. house right here. And also we're gonna have sex right here yeah. in the desert. <laughs> I don't know what shirts are. I'm allergic to them. <laughs> Christoph they just fly right off me. Kind they of really incredible. He's in amazing. He is. He's As so I don't like, know if it's a good performance. It's very well, natural. It's like an incredible like, energy performance. Yeah. The characterization I, I, is. I love him. I love I'm him. I'm pretty too. much always in the bag for yeah. him. And yeah. if he shows up in any fucking thing, the I'm first like, great. note I took when I was watching it was Chris Christopherson is daddying all over the place. Yes. <laughs> That's the note I took. Uh, exactly. <laughs> it's also so funny because, like, I mean, what, have I'm, you seen Alice Doesn't Live Here anymore? Yes. Like, he's amazing in that. Like, you know, I, he's such a natural actor. Like, yeah. that's, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah it's he also play, just, like one of three types, but like, he's really good at it. Yeah, no, exactly. I agree. Yeah. He can play Blade's assistant. <laughs> yes, I found this out just He's like reading a little bit of his like, oh history. I had no like idea. Dracula. Yeah, here's That's some steaks. Hilarious. <laughs> um, sorry, what you were saying about Chris? Chris no, Thomas. I I think you know. Correct me if I'm wrong in the dossier, but my understanding of the cultural reputation of this movie was always like you know, Star is Born. They've they've remade the movie. The second one was even better, right? Yeah. Barbara, at the time, her star is huge. She's sort of like, in the press, you know, it feels like they make a star is born every 20 years. It's one of those stories that needs to get told every 20 years right. as the industry changes, mm -hmm. as the reference points change, whatever. We're overdue. She decides this is her big passion project. She's teamed up with John Peters now. They're going to produce this thing and handpick the writer and the director and everything. And they go through these different versions of the leading men that we'll talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, and they land on Christofferson. And people are like, why the fuck are you casting Chris Christopherson, the singer, to be... That's like a dramatic part. That guy can't carry this weight. Mm. And the movie comes out, and he's the thing that people were the most positive about. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, the soundtrack's humongous, right? And the film's a really big hit. This movie is yeah. the second biggest movie of the year. Yeah, but you yeah. read the reviews, and people are like, Christopherson's the good thing. Because wow. he's new. I mean, Barbara yeah. was sort he's a, of he's old He's a hat. shock. He's a yeah, shock. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You're like, right. dang. Like, There's a yeah. lot more here than I, I would have guessed. Yeah. Um... But the characterization is very thin. It does not it's go deeper. It's very thin. And the it's character thin for both of them. Comes, oh, for both yeah, of them. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The character comes off as very dumb. Like, whereas <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. main, as you said, it's like really trying and you believe like this guy has, like he had something. Yeah, he had something. He has baggage. He's yes. got a past. He's got a reason for feeling the way. He's got he Sam cares. Elliott. Right. <laughs> it's like, there's yeah, just Samuel. a lot more where I, you know, when yeah, I this movie lacks a Sam Elliott. That's the thing. When yeah. I was first watching it, I really thought they were amping up Gary Busey to be this Sam Elliott type character. And it just didn't happen. No. And it kind of left I mean, something to be Look, he's desired. in the air. He's, he's, he's helping to contribute to the atmosphere of yeah. the film. Which yeah. I have to say, the calmest I've ever seen Gary Busey in a movie. He was, he was calmer back then. He's oddly shocking. It's wild. I, I think I he's wrote, like a steady presence. 
I yeah. said, Gary Busey is to a star is born what Joe Pesci was to the Irishman, unhinged playing hinged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, uh-huh. Nailed it. And that's my analogy yeah. for the whole film. He's still and I'm done. <laughs> I think he's still this sort of like interesting up and coming actor. Like he'd yeah. been in Thunderbolt and Lightbo, uh, mm-hmm. Lightfoot. Foot. Lightfoot, yeah. He gets the Oscar nomination like a couple years after this. Right. Like right. Yeah, this Buddy is Holly pretty, is yeah. after this. And it's like, yeah, oh, well, look out. Very Busey. Like, he this was is your, you supposed know. to do Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay, sure. Was he supposed to be the Keith Carradine? The I think he was. Yeah. Wasn't cool. he supposed to do that? Because he, cool. he writes that's, a couple a of... movie. He writes a couple <laughs> of the songs that end up in the film. Mm. Oh. Mm. Not I'm Easy, because Carradine obviously wrote that. But there, there are one or two songs, Since You've Gone, which is the song the trio sings, mm. is written by Gary Busey. Because he wow. was in the rehearsal process for That's that. That's crazy. But yeah, he was in this sort of like, the guy's a good musician. He's a good songwriter. No he's idea. sort of like... He's tall and he's yeah. interesting looking. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. he's, he's but like, like put in both worlds. And then Buddy yeah. Holly is the one where it's like, well, now we've totally crystallized lightning in a bottle. This guy's... you see that movie. you never seen it, right? No, no, we should watch it. Yeah, let's just watch it. Yeah, let's have a friend right date and watch it. Okay. <laughs> um, um, all right. So, no, no yeah. Star is Born. Okay. So, this yeah, is the yeah. 1937 Star is Born with Gorgeous. Janet Gaynor, yeah. which is good. It's David O'Sullivan yeah. production. There's the 54 one with mm-hmm. Garland, which is amazing. Amazing. Yes. And is, as you say, so you're just sort of like, oh, God, it's so like mixed up with reality, too. Like, oh, you know, yeah. the whole time you cannot stop thinking. I mean, I couldn't yes. stop thinking, knowing everything that I know about Judy Garland. Yeah. It's yeah. so heartbreaking to watch. And then to just think, like, because I think what the reality of that was everybody thought she was going to win. Yes. There yes. were cameras in her hospital room after she gave birth. Is that not a true story? Yes. No, I thought oh, that. Oh, it is. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then she yes. lost to Grace Kelly for doing something so similar. Yeah. Like Grace yeah. Kelly just did something a little bit different. She did a, a D-glam. Yeah. But it, it's one of those D-glam. like truly tragic, like it, it feels like a moment out of A Star is Born. Yeah. Where it's like she's there in a in a hospital room. Yeah. With her freshly born child. Right. Holding a baby, getting ready to grab an Oscar, you and, know. Uh, and mm-hmm. she loses. Yeah. And then there's just that moment where it's like the camera crew all just like Leaves. disassembling and just being like, well, I'll smell you later. Yeah. 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 Congrats. You're just on, immediately trashed. Congrats you know? on the child. Like the yeah. highest high, the lowest low. They truly. immediately just make you feel like we have no interest in you anymore. Well, yeah. And I remember, I think it was George Cukor talked about it, mm. where he said that, you know, they were doing that. He was directing her in the scene where she talks about how she she can't help but love her husband and wants to support him through it. And it's, and she feels like she's failed him too. And it was just so true to her life right. at that point in yeah. time. It's devastating to watch because she was having such a problem with struggling with it's her addiction. an incredible performance. Yeah. why she's so good in it. Do you focus on the controversy with the missing footage on that movie? Oh my God. I love the version of of, of it with just the stills and the sound. Yes. Have so you the, watched it like that? Yes. That's yeah. how I had seen it. And yeah. there was like, because they, it was one of those movies where there was a roadshow cut and then they cut it down like 40 minutes. Yeah. And then Warner Brothers had been trying to restore it forever and they got close, but they were still a little bit missing. Yeah. So in its current incarnation, you watch it with like still photos right. over audio yeah. for over a couple like parts. It's kind of yeah. amazing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, it turns out, I'm going to get the specifics of this wrong, but there was like a guy who's like a kind of uh, uh, archivist, film preservationist who like took on like finding elements of films that the studios had abandoned and holding on to them himself. Yeah. And there was some movie, maybe it was Streetcar Named Desire or Rebel Without a Cause, some other film that Warner Brothers had where he gave them the elements to help their restoration and they didn't credit him properly. And he's the one who has the missing footage from Star is Born. 
and he basically refuses to give Out it to spite. them <laughs> until Warner Brothers like t- we kind of yeah. good for him. <laughs> no, let's go get it. Isn't that wild? Well, yeah, that I mean, is like, wild. Maybe he'll show it to us. He'll show uh, it to yeah, us. We'll yeah, we him. just gave him credit. nicely. Yeah. yeah, we think you're great. We love you. Whatever your <laughs> name here, is, we'll start crediting the... you in every episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So John Gregory Dunn and Joan Didion are driving down. The also, I have to. Say, I'm so sorry. I have to say, this is how I found out Joan Didion wrote scripts. Had no idea. This is she had know, her period. Classic, yeah. like you're you're a celebrated you know writer raconteur. Move to Hollywood, this baby. Is her write some Fink scripts. Era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Um, and uh, she said, uh, uh, "Sorry, sorry." John Gregory Dunn, who's mm-hmm. no longer with us, says, "Well, neither of them are with us anymore." Yeah. Uh, who says, "I can pinpoint the exact moment it was conceived. It was a one o'clock in the afternoon." July 1973, I turned to my wife while passing the Aloha Tower in downtown Honolulu Mm. on our way to the airport, and I said 16 words I would later regret. James Taylor and Carly Simon in a rock and roll version of A Star is Born. I mean, it's a good pitch. Sounds pretty good. It's a good pitch. Uh, They just were sort of like, they neither of them had seen the original two movies, Mm -hmm. but they were just like Uh, a rock and roll version of that. Just cultural Even though they don't know what that is. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, they they write a script. They take it to uh, Warner's. Mm-hmm. Uh, they think maybe Warren Beatty or Mike Nichols can direct this. Uh-huh. Warner's wants Peter Bogdanovich, who is very hot stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Rydell is eventually hired. Sure. Oh. Uh, Carly Simon and James Taylor passed. Interesting. Mike and Bianca Jagger passed. Mm. Sonny In- and Cher passed. It's what? So they went to real couples. Wait, Liza Minnelli, Diana Ross, Elvis Presley. We'll talk about in a second, yeah. obviously. But he was a big, you know. Uh, Christopherson. Wait, I'm sorry. You're telling me I could have had a Sonny and Cher. Kind of fun it to would think have been about. Unbelievable. Cher would have been. Cher would have been amazing. Holy yes. shit. Now, I don't know how Sonny would have been. <laughs> no clue. Hey, 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 Sonny would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> you think he would have sold yeah, the Look closely now. <laughs> <laughs> Mick and Bianca Jagger is kind of fun to think about. Yeah. It is. Um, but I don't know if Bianca can like shoulder, no. you know, the, the star oh weight. Oh my God. Yeah. Rydell gets fired. Jerry Schatzberg comes on board. Mm-hmm. Then it makes it to Streisand. Peters claims, I discovered this project. I found it for Barbara. I convinced her to do it. Uh, the character in my movie is a guy who's fighting all the time and hitting all the time and he can't relate. It's a macho guy, which is very much like me. He's talking about, you know, he's crazy. He is. I mean, look, I think there's a lot of Peters. Streisand takes it over with Peters. They bring it to first artists and now it's like their thing. Peters loves mm-hmm. to take credit for every single element of every movie that he had any involvement with. But this is the one where I'm like, he's a pretty strong authorial voice in this thing. Yeah. You know? Like, you feel a lot of Peters in this. uh, For better and for worse. (laughs) Um, You know, Joan and John leave at this point. You know, they're off. Uh, Peter and Streisand take over. Peters Mm -hmm. and Streisand take over. And they're, they're basically like, yes, this will be our first creative project, you know, where we're in charge. Yes. Um, she says... And I'm going to be sexy now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But also, as Barbara says, like, there's a change of women's roles every 20 years. I want to make this character personal. Uh, I think this film will have a lot to say about the changing roles of men and women. Mm-hmm. Uh, women are no longer afraid to confront male society. In the wedding scene, I'll be wearing a man's suit. I think yeah. that says a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's why there should be a 90 star is born. There should. I know. It this should be up. canonically it, in every really, 20 years. There really, really should be. And who would have wh- done it, though? Whitney. Do you have I Whitney. This is the uh, question. The question is, did Bodyguard 
slide sort of in take did it, the did, star yeah is did it make because it like yeah. it probably should have been costner and whitney. mariah carey could have done it though costner and whitney would have been yeah. perfect well that, that would have been cool but that's what glitter is that's yeah that's glitter, glitter literally is it literally is it literally is and i have to say david I really like glitter. Can you come back on the uh, podcast for Patreon the Vondi Curtis Hall? And we'll do. <laughs> hey, Vondi Curtis Hall is a good director. Vondi Curtis yes. Hall and I have worked together. On, really, uh, really? On, yeah, we were, we did like readings of the Notebook musical together. <gasps> wow. Yeah, and it was so crazy to was then he like, acting in or directing. He was acting in it. So he's directed playing the Garner part. Playing the yeah, he's the, an amazing. Yeah, wow. yeah, he's yeah an the amazing oldest actor. Noah. He, he is. Rules. Um, I love him as an actor, but he he directed Gridlocked, which I've always maintained is a really good movie. Mm -hmm. uh, the Tupac Tim, Tim Roth, Roth movie. Yeah, Everyone, I think you mean Glitter. Uh, he also directed Glitter, Glitter, which I have <laughs> never <laughs> seen. No, stop. So I would happily check out Glitter. Mm. Glitter. And then he made. But, but when I tell you that Glitter is quite literally Mariah Carey, a Star Is Born, in every I mean, sense that, that's of the word, it is. I do think like. Costner and Houston are who it probably should have been if we're looking at cultural yeah. power of the and 90s. And when they passed, it yes. would have been Mariah Carey. Well, that's I think there's some other movies in the 90s and early 2000s like Glitter that are like someone being like, can I kind of make my Star is Born without doing Star is Born? Yeah. They they avoided the real thing. Which I get. Because yes. as, as somebody who's done the remake prequel sequel train... Mm. It's a lot of fucking pressure and people are really mean. There's a lot on your shoulders. Yeah. People are mean. Yeah. People have a certain idea of how things are supposed to Unfortunately, go. Unfortunately, Glitter came out like right after 9-11 and there was nothing else for anybody to make fun of. So they just made fun of Glitter. Yeah. Glitter it was, was a moment of national force. healing for yes. the country. Yeah. It really we could was. all agree but I that Glitter is the hit. Yeah. Having revisited Glitter, which mm. this is this podcast is not about. But maybe we're gonna maybe have to do a glitter be. episode eventually. Yeah, I have to say it's she has a very strong performance in it, and I would have loved to star as born with Mariah Carey. She's a good actor. She really she's is. She's great in the Lego Batman movie. She's great in uh, Precious. <laughs> she trying is, to think, she's incredible in Precious. I'm trying to think what else she's even in. She doesn't. She, did she have a? Wait, it wasn't a cameo she had in Precious. No, she's, no, she's like, got a real like, ass role. No, no, she's the, she was. She had a cameo in another Oscar movie though, wasn't it? Like she wasn't in. What was oh, her cameo? Um, was it Twelve Years of Slave? She's in the wasn't. Butler. The Butler. Maybe yes, it was it the maybe? Butler? Because she works with Lee Daniels. Uh, oh, you guys had a harmonic ah. We did. That's beautiful. There's a, you're right. She's There's a pop one. star, not never stop, never stopping. I mean, yeah. should have won Oscars. I feel like anytime, yeah, she parodies herself, she's funny. She's, I, I, she's, she's good. I like I her. enjoy her. Bonnie so Curtis Hall's other movie is that movie Waist Deep with Tyrese and Megan Good. And I like right. Tyrese Megan and Megan Good. good. I've Love never Megan seen good. it. Queen. But more like Megan Great. Truly. Megan uh, Best. Yes. <laughs> I, hey, you're right. And I just rewatched all the Saw <laughs> movies right, and Megan right Good is it. in five. Really? Yeah. She's in one of them. Okay, so A Star is Born. A Star yeah, is Born, sorry. we talk. No, it's totally fine. What about like an indie 90s star, like Bjork? Yo. You know? Wait, For sure. Courtney Love. Wait, who could it be? No, do, do Bjork, Lars von Trier, Skarsgård. Right. Yeah, yeah. Stone Skarsgård. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm too fucked up. You know, like, <laughs> I try to do it. Okay. Yeah. All right. I can't get these pants on. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be bottomless for another scene. Um, um, yeah, but the whole the whole thing with this movie is Frank Pearson's one of the best screenwriters in Hollywood. Mm. Uh, they're struggling to find a director who is Sidney Pollock was almost going to do it. They'd obviously worked together on sure. the way we were, okay. right. right? And they go to Frank Pearson and they're like, "Can we get you to do a rewrite on this?" And Pearson so badly wants to kickstart his directing <laughs> career 
that he's like, I will rewrite the script if you let me direct. He was the 14th rewriter. Yes. So they brought in a ton of other writers. And they were like, just bring it home, Frank. They're so desperate that they agree to give him the director chair. Uh, did you also know uh, that he wanted, she wanted Robert Altman to direct at one point? Would have been wild. Uh, he was making Nationals, yeah. a very different movie. Yeah. Um, she wanted Christopherson. Uh, Barbara wanted Christopherson for the lead role. John yeah. Peters wanted Mick Jagger probably because he thinks like Mick Jagger's cool. So Alice Doesn't Live Here has <laughs> already happened at this point? No. No? This Is this his first movie? This is like, because Alice is 74. And the, oh, no, wait, maybe it is. Right, this yeah, is 76. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, so he's done Alice. He's done like Pat Garrett and Billy. Okay, he's done that as well. Okay. Yeah, so he's acted. Yeah. Um, and obviously, they're, yeah, their big reach is to Elvis, which is such a cool idea. I mean, it just would Did you know been. this? Elvis Presley. Yeah, well, I assumed. Uh, not Elvis Costello, although I'd watch that too. I would also watch yeah. that. Um, Elvis Presley, <laughs> who... What about Cher and Elvis Costello? <laughs> what about Cher and Elvis Presley? So yeah. Wait a second. Yeah. I'm no, the Elvis it. of it, like him having that Judy Garland weight to him. Um, would have like been... Like the thematic weight. Yes. Exactly. Now, he hadn't done a movie in a couple of years. Apparently, Tom More Parker asked... Well, he'd done a movie called Change of Habit in yeah, 69. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, he's on tour. He's making tons of money. So Tom Parker is apparently like, you know, uh, I'll only do it for $1 million or whatever. <laughs> His other talked. thing by all accounts was that in the movie, the guy's obviously washed up. Right? Right. And he's like, I don't want you to the position yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. in that way. I'm making money hand over fist, which I'm then uh, piling directly into debt. Converting into debt. Yeah. Uh, but I, you on doing your residency at Vegas. Yeah. Uh, people might be making jokes about you being sweaty or puffy or whatever, but you're the biggest act. I don't want a movie out there that's billboarding you as drunk, circling the drain. But it's interesting because you wonder what could have, what it, what it could have done to change the the trajectory. There's the scene in the Baz Luhrmann movie that I find very heartbreaking where mm -hmm. he's talking to Priscilla and he's like, I, I think I got more to give. Like, I can do this movie and I can show people the things I've never gotten to do. And it's a, an imagined scene, you know, yeah. or a simplified dramatic scene. Right. But you just have to imagine that was his feeling at the time. Yeah. And you do feel like he would have it brought a lot to it. He probably would have crushed. Would have been an entirely been different an movie. Incredibly interesting movie. Yes. Mm -hmm. If it had even been made. Yes. Barbara does learn to play guitar for the film mm -hmm. and uh, works on the melody that becomes Evergreen, which wins her her second Oscar mm -hmm. uh, for original song. Comes one of the best song songs of the 70s. Uh, yeah. She was handed that Oscar by Neil Diamond uh, for some reason. Okay. And ba, ba, uh, ba. he was also. Someone had been bandied about for the part at some point. Makes sense. Yeah, uh, he's in a he's in the other uh, ill-advised remake jazz singer in which he does blackface. Mm -hmm. No one ever talks about it. Oh, um, gee, I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> uh, should I cut that out? That Neil Diamond did blackface in uh, uh, yeah, the jazz singer. You should cut it out of the jazz singer. <laughs> yeah, cut you it should out. rip a yeah, copy of the jazz it. singer. We can go find that guy who's doing archive work and yeah. see if he can cut keep it, it in the episode. Yeah, come on, it's true, but cut it out of the fucking um, movie. Um, also, <laughs> Laurence Olivier is wearing uh, twelve fake noses in that film. <laughs> yes, he is. That's an insane <laughs> no. performance. Yes. Look, mm. the highlight of production is they have a fifty-five thousand person concert. At the Sun Devil Stadium in Arizona, it is astounding. And Streisand is singing, yeah. and yeah, everyone's going say, crazy. Is it was it a concert? Like the, I always wonder with scenes like that, especially yes. now that I've made movies. You wonder, is it a concert? And then they were like, "We're gonna." This is also going to be a filming day, 
Or did they say, show up filming, Streisand's going to sing? Well, it's like, more the latter. Like, okay. Co- Cooper Star is Born, I think they They're mostly... They're running on stage. They right. used Gaga concerts for one of yes, the scenes, right? They and, and they'd go to, like, music festivals or whatever. Yeah. And what they like, were mostly doing yeah. was what Willie Nelson's son, what's his name? Uh, Trying for the Real is the name of the yeah. band. You know, like, they would be doing shows. Promise of the Real, yeah. Uh, and then, right, Bradley Cooper would run on stage for a bit and go there. You know, black and right. open white. Often and it's, like, it's that. They you get know, like, you know, you right, get like someone five they're minutes. friends with and Coffee. they're like, can we hijack your audience for 10 minutes and film oh my a God, performance? It's like the idol. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Very realistic show, right? Very yeah. realistic. Mm-hmm. That's what it's like. Rip from the headlines. That's exactly what it's like. But that sequence, because at first you're getting mostly shots focusing on the stage. Yeah. They'll cut out to the audience and I'm like, maybe this is like stock footage. Maybe they went and got this B-roll at some sure. real concert. Yeah, maybe, yeah. It's a and then we're unit. just close up on the performance. And then there are moments where the camera like moves from the stage to the crowd. Yeah. And you just, it, viewed through a modern lens, cannot imagine yeah. having that many people on camera. In both versions. They just never do that for it's real wild. anymore. It's wild, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In both versions of uh, like the 70s and, and the you know, the Bradley Cooper version, yeah. it, there are some wild shots with a real crowd. Right. And, it's and like, I love the bit in this version of this movie, this Streisand version with, uh, where it kind of turns into a pseudo documentary at one point to kind of document her meteoric rise into yes. stardom. I love that. Like it, it cuts oddly seamlessly, but it's also so out of place, but I love, I subscribe. Yeah. I think it's great. I do too. Do you want me to tell you what Barbara Streisand told the crowd when they started filming that day? Oh no. Yes, yes I do. We're going to do rock and roll today mm. and we're going to be in a movie. In our movie, we're real. We fight, scream, yell. We talk dirty. We smoke grass. So listen, <laughs> what we're going to do now is meet my co-star Chris Christopherson and when he comes on, I know you'll love him anyway, but you have to love him even more, you know, so we won't have any problems. In the lingo of our movie, I say all you motherfuckers have a great time. Mm-hmm. Imagine Barbara Streisand that yelling at that at you I, I, while you're on grass. I love it. So can we can we t- talk about the thing now? Yeah, please. What's the thing? Is Barbara Streisand ever for a moment convincing as a rock star in this film? I think this is like the the crux of any conversation around this movie, right? Which is mm-hmm. like I think she is good in it. Sure. Anytime yeah. she is singing, I think she's such an arresting performer. It is she's not really like bad. No, and that's like yeah. you read Ebert's review from the time. He gives us two out of four, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, she never once is convincing in this role as they position her. It feels like a misframing of who she is and how she reads on camera. And yet, anytime she's singing, you are reminded that she is his his term he uses undeniably one of the great elemental movie stars. Yeah. One of the best people to ever be on screen. And there is that thing where it's like, anytime the movie needs to sell, she's singing and people cannot deny what she's doing. Right. It works other than the framing of what type of star she is. Right. And it feels odd because it's like 10 degrees off of, I have no doubt that she would have a meteoric success. But it feels odd the kind of star they're trying to pretend she is versus Chris Christopherson, who is obviously just really this guy. Right. What do you think? It's interesting because I feel like when I was watching it, I didn't even put her in the rock star box when I was watching it. I was was just kind of like, oh, she's a famous singer. I didn't go like, oh, right, she's a rock star. I mean, it's a good point. It's like we we meet her, she's in like a smoky club in her band, the Oreos. The Oreos. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, you couldn't do that now. <laughs> no, she's the cream filling. I really just could not believe that. And then 
but that and that's the kind of music she kind of goes off to sing. But then she just gets like these very seventies right ballads. She's a nightclub singer, like and, much more more in line with who Barbara Streisand was a rec- as a recording artist at, at that the time. moment. Yeah, for sure. Yes. So I guess I guess I agree. I mean, I do agree. You, you can't tell what kind of star she is. Just the fact that she's a really good singer and she's singing for many many people and getting very famous. But that attitude of how she's like prepping the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Feels right. like the thing she was doing of like, you know, and it's part of this John Peters, like, I want you to be like sexy. I want you to be cool. None of this like sheepish, you know, yeah. like wilting willow kind of stuff, whatever. She She's not a hard edge performer in that way. No, no. And I think the Cooper movie mm-hmm. has a better framing of Gaga of like, this is what she'd like to be singing this is sort of the pop mold she's getting put into because that's what you need to do in this industry. Mm-hmm. But you understand underlying what her dream would be as a performer. Yeah. And the only, and like even in this, the script to screen of that movie in particular, the star isn't born until the very end where she goes back to that type yes. of singing, that right. lyrical ballad singing and not, why did you do that? You know? <laughs> and Evergreen is like such a yeah. classical ballad. Exactly. And it's weird that it's in a movie that's like, and this is the fucking pills and weed rock star right. version. And the industry's gonna ruin you. Yeah. And she doesn't get really affected by the industry at all in that movie. Well, she doesn't sing about her genes. Just and, and Alec Baldwin introduces her on SNL. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Well, no, I'm, yeah. No, the industry definitely affects Gaga. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, in this movie, I don't really have a sense of her really struggling at all. No, she's just she's like, I'm going doing on tour. Well. She right. seems yeah. incredibly stable the whole film. Because you're like, yeah, yeah, you're Barbara Streisand, which you is the problem with this movie. You're yeah. like, yeah, you're, you've been doing this for 20 years, yeah. girl. You're great. Like, yeah. I'm not worried about Barbara Streisand. And it's so funny because I had the same thought I had when when we were doing our cabaret episode. Where I was like, Liza Minnelli would never be trapped in this nightclub. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which is obviously would, the right. It's just the point. But they, I think that was like something I wrote down as no, I was like, none of these women in every version of A Star is Born would ever be waiting for some dude no. to come discover them. And this is exactly what Barbara Streisand no, did with I, her life. But, yes. but here's the thing like, as much as this is the movie that makes her realize I should be directing my own films, right? right? which is a a positive, a net positive takeaway from this experience. I do think this is the movie where you're like, it could have benefited from her having a really good director who could have pushed her to break her habits as an actress a little bit. Mm -hmm. Because what would have been really shocking is to see a, a, a certain vulnerability that she had never put on screen before. For how much Streisand would be sort of like low status, who me, I'm uh, the ugly duckling thing we're talking about. Mm -hmm. There's the sort of like raw, uncomfortable vulnerability of Liza and Cabaret that's so striking where you're like, there's something a little desperate here. Yeah. The longing, the the sort of like, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. It would have been astounding to see Streisand let a little bit of that out in this. And I think she's too poised to do it. And the only time you ever really see beyond that curtain is like in every version of the movie, the conversation with the manager being like, but I still love him and he's my problem and I love him. Got that one line reading that I think is the the most affecting part of the entire film Mm -hmm. where she goes like, when he's sleeping, he's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Just all the hurt pains like gone from his face. You know, and it's like, it's the best single line, I think, across these four versions of this story at conveying why she's still with him. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good call. Because 
the other ones, it's more, well, the Mason-Garland romance is the, maybe the weirdest of the, like, they are the most ill-matched. Although Mason's really good. Uh, Gaga and Cooper, you're just like, yeah, they have, like, some kind of natural sexual yeah, chemistry. A, that's they like, sell the magnetism yeah, more. Yeah. I do think Christopherson and Streisand sell being deeply in love. Yeah. they're Because they're both crazy. Yes. God bless them. They're yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know... Streisand is just so interesting, just so like exciting to see in a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, always. Yeah. That even though I feel like she's kind of lost in most of this movie, I do think she's kind of lost in this movie. I agree. Uh, like, I don't really, like, if she's on screen, I'm not, I don't, so maybe lost is the wrong word because I'm still like noticing her. I'm still like so invested she's in what working she's doing. Through, it, it's an awkward transitional stage for her because there's even like the early courtship stuff. It feels like she's playing it very like Fanny Bryce. Yeah. Like, why don't you come up to mom and make me breakfast? You know, like yeah, everything's yeah, yeah, a little yeah. like sticky yeah. with her in yeah. a way that's fascinating, that's like out of tone with the movie, out of tone with Christopherson. Well, yeah, that's the that's the thing I felt the entire film is just stakes out the window. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it I is a lot care. of hanging out. Yeah. Like a lot of hanging out. Yeah. In just vibes. 230. Uh yeah. It's 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 a long film. Did you folks watch the special edition or the regular edition? I don't know. I don't know. I think I just watched whatever. I watched whatever they gave me. So I bought this on iTunes. And I saw there was a special edition listed. Yeah. And I went like, what the fuck is this? What's so special about it? And then I dug into it. In 2019, before... After. Yes. You know what? Tied to the release of the I think it was 2018. It wasn't even... That was semi-coincidental. She did a new special for Netflix. Mm-hmm. And as part of that, she sold like six of her things to Netflix. Netflix had a whole barber section that now is gone. Of course. Only the one special she made for Netflix is up there. I forget which one that is. But like all of her old TV specials were up there. A couple of her concert specials. And she sold them Star is Born. But she recut it just for Netflix. Okay. And was like, there are a couple decisions I made that have been bugging me for the last 40 years. And I just went back in and I fixed them. Okay. Uh, and I think it's really only two major changes, uh, but both of them are, I would argue, really positive. Okay. Uh, one of them is uh, they include a scene earlier where she plays Evergreen for him on the piano. That makes sense to get that song in earlier. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Where uh, he's like, do you play? And she's like, yeah. And she's playing it. And he goes like, what's that? And she's like, it's like a symphony I'm working on, but I've never had so words it's the, to it. it's the parking lot. It is. It's, scene. it's fascinating because it is that exact scene. Yeah. Which is like a crucial scene. She's playing it, but she doesn't have any lyrics. And she's just sort of like humming along and playing on the Plunking, piano. Yeah. And then he's like, I can, I can come up with something. And he starts improvising Evergreen. I think I did see that scene. So I must have watched this version. Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe that does I ring a bell. It, too. it does seem... Yeah. It's, a, it's a good scene and it sells like their artistic collaboration, which I think is big for later her wanting so badly him to be on tour and all of that. Right. And then the other difference is the final number as theatrically released was one seven minute unbroken close up shot for the whole thing. Right. And what's the final song she does? Watch closely now. Mm-hmm. Right. She did, I think, a more plaintive ballad type version of that. Yeah, more of a Barbara version. Right. And in the special edition, it cuts out to a wider shot and she does more of a rock and roll performance of it that I think is the only point in the movie in which she sells being a rock star, quote unquote. Right. But she said she she cut the evergreen piano scene because she was only worried about pacing at the time. Okay. The movie had to be shorter. 
And she said that was like a forest through the trees. It really helped the movie later on. If you kept that in, that was a mistake. And she wanted the rock performance of uh, Watch Closely Now, Look Closely Now. Um, but people were impressed by the skill of the seven-minute unbroken take. And she lost that argument of just everyone saying, like, just keep it that way. Which is sort of a fair call in a way. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay, Chris Christopherson got drunk to play all the drunk scenes, got high to play all the high mm -hmm. scenes. He says the film was the worst thing he'd been through since Ranger School. Mm. Oh. Uh, point, at one point, John Peters said, he, uh, Christopherson snapped, uh, told Streisand to fuck off because mm -hmm. she was telling him what to do. And Peter said, you owe my old lady an apology. And Christofferson said, if I want some shit out of you, I'll squeeze your head. Funny. Oh. <laughs> uh, which is fun. Uh, looking, looking back, he says that has to be one of the all-time great lines. So he's praising himself. When Peter's, when this movie was coming out, Peter's kept on saying, like, yeah, the guy's kind of based on me. I based this character on me. He's oh. really, yeah. Christofferson's playing me. And then there was some interview with Christofferson. They said, is it true you're playing John Peters? And he went, no, I'm playing me. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. He then watches the movie and is like, I need to get sober. Yeah. He's wow. like, I, the, he's like, I'm seeing myself. Like I'm watching the twilight zone, uh, you know, and it's like, I'm watching my own like death approach. If like, if I keep behaving this way. Wow. Uh, yes. Uh, Pearson does make an initial cut. His ass gets kicked into a swimming pool and they take over. <laughs> they, <you> know, <laughs> and then they, as you said, <laughs> basically, uh, you know, did the rest, uh, themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, they had uh, notes for the projectionists when they presented the reels to them. Okay. Uh, make sure that reels one and two are as loud as possible. Mm. Uh, love that. It's a loud movie. It is a loud movie. It is a loud movie. I mean, it's the same with the 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 um, Cooper movie, which is when I, when we saw it at TIFF, we had to see it at the light box because that had Dolby. Sure. And they fucking blasted at us. Yeah. And it was part... Yeah. And we, it was kind of one of these things where we were... And we'd seen the trailer at this point. Like, we knew. Yeah. But still, where you were like, damn, this movie's, like, going it hard. Yeah. Like, you know, this, like, Lady Gaga Star is Born movie yeah. is, like, well, you like, know? So, so And the, this movie, too, it's like... Bradley Cooper Jackson Maine has that sort of, like, broken poet thing, right? Of, like, yeah. there's... This guy can't get out from under his own demons, but there's genius there. There's feeling there. There's all of this. It is fascinating. Remind me what Christopherson's character's name is in this. She says it eight million times. Oh, uh, he is, of course, John Norman Howard. John Norman Howard. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot. He's I, not a main. I find it fascinating in a, um, not a successful way, but it, it is uh, interesting uh, that he's basically like an idiot savant in this movie. <laughs> yes. Right? A little bit, yeah. Like everyone treats it like they're just like, well, this guy's a moron. Yeah. He is undeniably compelling on stage. He's probably going to kill himself at some point. Yeah. Just keep loading him full of drugs to get him to be finish fine. the concert. Yeah. So weird. And he keeps on saying, like, I'm working on new stuff. It's good. It's better. But you, like, never hear his new songs, really. Right? No. No. It, no. And then, like, there's we, this we forget he ever had a career to start with. Right. And yeah. there's this attitude from everyone when he's like, I'm going back to basics. I'm writing new songs. They're like, maybe accept your career is over. Like, they don't even want to hear yeah, his no, shit. Nothing. They're like, your moment's passed. Yeah. Yeah. What are some other things we can talk about from this movie? 
Um, I'm trying to think. Why like, is she not in more enraged by him quite literally cheating on her? Cheating on her. That scene is kind in of amazing. Their yes. bed. In their bed, you've got, uh, what's her name? Uh, Quentin. Yes. Yeah, Quentin, uh, who's a naked woman in his pool and she, he didn't call the cops. This is the 70s. This is very, it's, it feels so 70s though. It's like, well, some naked hit me on the pool. All right, I guess, should we have sex? And she's <laughs> like, can I interview Esther? And he's like, can I interview your wife? Yeah, baby, I can make that happen for you. And right. then when she shows she up. She has keys to his place because she used to fuck the pool guy years ago. Right, sure. Baller. Right. Either <laughs> that or she just vaulted a fence. I mean, who knows? Right. Yeah. She's a We journalist. never see the keys. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. We don't see her come in. Right. And this is coming right off of, is it after the, the Grammy win? It's off of a low yeah, it's, moment. it's post the Grammy win. Yeah, right. right. Post like he's he's already kind of in the doghouse. He's completely fucked. And he's like, yeah. let me fuck the interviewer. Yeah. And then when she walks in on them, he's like, oh, she's got some questions for you. <laughs> yeah. She wants That's an interview. Can you? My favorite yeah. part is that right? He's like, she want, and she's like, oh yeah, 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 like tits out. Just like, can I? I'll just go get my yeah. uh, yeah. tape recorder or something. And Barbara, yeah. first like, question: Do you know your husband can't get it up? <laughs> yeah, is basically what she said. And yeah. then I feel like Christopherson actually gives her shift. Like, Come on, my friend needs an interview. Like, doesn't he kind? Yeah, of? Yeah, he does. <laughs> He's like pissed at her for not wanting to talk to the the other woman. The audacity of man. There's the thing where he's trying to kiss and make up and Streisand starts biting his lip that is uh, genuinely very hot. <laughs> and then they start having like angry makeup sex yes. while it feels like the reporter is just so slowly being like, where the exit's I'm going to go. Where's my... Yeah, i to be in the pool Where's house. Where's my top? <laughs> yeah, yeah, who knows? It's okay. Um, um, yes. The, yeah. the scene, uh, directed to the room, but I feel like Ben most of all, uh, where he discovers uh, Streisand at the club performing mm -hmm. and he gets into the fight with the guy who wants to see him performing mm -hmm. and wants his autograph, wants him on stage. Did any of you recognize who that actor was? So. Did you not recognize who it was, David? No. You know what I'm talking about? The goofy guy yeah, of who's course. just like, hey, we pay your bills. You better get up on there yeah, performing. Yeah, yeah. It is Robert Englund, Freddy Krueger himself. An early performance with oh, Freddy Krueger. Interesting. That's no, incredible. I didn't crack that at all. Who mostly played that, played like goofy hicks and stuff in movies. Yeah, because yeah, he's got the big kind of forehead and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He played yeah. a lot That's of like sleazy awesome. G Shucks guys. <laughs> Until they they put once they put the hat on him, everything changed. <laughs> wow! Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, I was happy to see him. It's I mean that's the thing. Like it's like very interesting to see Gary Busey. I think that first yeah. sequence is uh, really compelling in that way. That yeah, well, these stories you hear about like people where it's like, how the fuck did that guy make it through a concert? You know. It's like the audience is cheering. Everyone backstage is like, he's fucking doing it again. Yeah. He shows up. He's incoherent. Yeah. Gary Busey shoves four things up his nose. He gets on stage wearing like a Halloween mask and just growls. And you're like, it is compelling. Yeah. I would pay to watch this. Well, shit. Yeah, no, it really is that moment. The music industry and like just like concerts and just it was very different. Yeah. It's like what was acceptable. It, it Behavioral. Is Wise, there was less to do back then. You know, you go to a show and Christopherson comes out in a Halloween mask. You're like, ah, well, what else was I gonna do? Yeah, today? Exactly. I'll watch this. Right. I don't have a phone. <laughs> My phone's at home. Well, that's the thing. Now I feel like it, there's just like this. this what, am I, what I gotta do? Sit at home, look at the rotary dial, play Pac Man on it. Yeah. Sorry, Warriors, no, no. It's just like, a, nowadays, there's this idea of, of eras and a persona and all of these right. things. I mean, yeah. you can even use Lady Gaga as an example of like the way she burst onto the scene was. Yeah, she would get on stage and do something weird. 
Like, nobody thought that about Christofferson's character because just, right. they didn't fucking know who he was. It's really. unbridled in. Yeah. It's this guy might puke on me tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the scene... But that was the whole early Lady Gaga thing. It was like, you won't believe what this woman does sitting at a piano. Like, yes. that was like that early vibe. Yeah. But she always talked about that much in this kind of way of like, I knew the kind of music I wanted to do. That music didn't sell. I needed to play the game of the industry and slowly start working in, stripping it down, getting it back to basics. I love the way she talks about it now and where she's just kind of like, I was doing my thing, you know? Yeah. And that's exactly what got her. Sometimes all it takes is one person in a room. (laughs) I was there. one. (laughs) Look, we, the critic circle, gave her best actress for House of Gooch. Yeah. And I was there for what was essentially her Oscar speech that she didn't get to deliver anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was a tour de force. It was yeah. 20 minutes. It was amazing. <sighs> we, I know she won the, the song Oscar. Yeah. Yeah, she did. She but did. it's like, more than anything, I want to see her win Best Actress eventually so she can get that speech. She might. Yeah. The speech will be better than whatever performance I, she gives. Not to diminish I, her. I, lo- I think she's a really good actress and movie so star. She's so strong. Yeah. And I really do think she'll get her chance to, to accept that Best Actress Oscar one day. And I think she's building her career in a very interesting way in terms of what she's taking on. She takes on good projects. And it's so funny because she's somebody who you can tell she cares so much. But she's also just genuinely having such a good time while doing it that it's really admirable. She's like a real star. Because she doesn't need us. That's the thing. She doesn't need us. She doesn't need need the stupid industry. She needs one person. She needs just one person in that room. She just needs one person in that room. I love her so Um, much. She's no, my mom. A thing I think this movie, because there are moments where you're like, this movie is like hitting something good. Yeah. Right? Um, I, I, the Gary Busey character, I like that he is not uh, uh, nefarious. Okay. Right? Yeah. 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 Um, He's not trying to get anything out of anybody. No. He's just genuinely the working man trying to make a living. He's and genuinely kind of his best his friend. Yeah. Yes. But the thing it speaks to really well is like a guy like this who's trapped in an absolute cycle of, like, self-destruction, yeah. right? There's that line Streisand has when she goes to his house for the first time, and she goes, so what, are you, were you really rich or really poor? Yeah. Where she can't figure out, like, what was your central trauma? Yeah. Right. What what broke you when you were growing up? Yeah, and what got you here? Right, and they you never know? answer it. I, no. I actually really like the lack of backstory. Yeah. Of just, like, this guy's undeniably got something, but, like, why can't he get out of his own way? Why can't he figure it out? Right. Yeah. My brother's character actor, Sam Elliott. <laughs> right. And it just feels like Gary Busey is, like, genuinely kind of trying his best. Yeah. And it's just like, here you go. Here are the four things I know you need to make it through the next 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then every time he, you know, does a motorcycle wheelie off the stage <laughs> or, like, pukes on people Again. or pisses himself or any of these fucking things, he's just... Sort of Trashes like, his own house, spray paints oh, the walls. Geez, who do I need to call now? Like, right. everyone's stuck in the routine of the thing. Yeah. In this way that, like, when you are an industry, when you're making money for people and you've yeah. built, like, an organization around yourself, right, and a staff and whatever... Even when people can see, like, writing's on the wall, this isn't going to end good. Mm. They're just sort of like, we need to just do whatever we can do to keep the machines running. Like, if you shoot a helicopter, someone will just call 911 and be like, there's a sniper afoot. And I like that none of them are, like, positioned as being, like, inherently duplicitous. No. Evil. Like, because I... I think the the agent character in the Cooper movie is the biggest mistake of that film where he really is sucks. like it's oddly too it, mustache twirly. Yeah, it doesn't fit. It's very Sinister. nefarious. And this is like all these people, the scene with Mazursky where he's like, I'll listen, I'll listen to the tapes. I really will. Yeah. Is kind of touching where he's just like, 
there's no future for you, but I'm really listening to what you're saying and I feel bad for you. And they have that moment in the Garland one with, you know, the head of the studio comes to visit her on set and she says, he says, would it help if we put him in something? Yeah. And she's like, oh my God, would you do that? And and really thinks that that's going to turn it all around. Yes. And the dramatic irony of it is that we know that it's not. It's right. this story that's been told a million times, but those moments matter in movies like this. Esther wanting him to be on the tour is like yeah. 50% I want the accountability of, I need him in my sight, right? And I need to be the one providing him structure and whatever. But I think she also thinks like, it's why putting the evergreen scene in is really valuable for the movie is like, mm -hmm. if we could recapture that on stage every night, yeah, that's the version of him that I love. And if I could show that to some people, he has a future. And, that's, and I wonder if Cooper was tipped off about that or something because like, yeah. that shallow, you know, she's singing shallow at her fucking chrome piano that she brought on the Joanne tour. I know I was there mm. and um, she's singing it and she wanted to sing it with him. And that's why she wanted to bring him on tours to capture yeah. the magic of why they fell in love and why she became a star and why he's the reason. Yeah. And, and it makes me wonder if he knew that that evergreen scene had been cut. Did it, why? Yeah. I just think, like, I imagine he knew in some capacity. Yeah. I don't know. This movie is quietly smart about how complicit everyone is in his self destruction without being sinister, you right, know? And right. they're all in this position where they're like, this guy makes my life so fucking difficult. Right. The way Mazursky's like, I gotta fucking call the cops and pretend, or, or Busey's the one who pretends it was a sniper when he was the one shooting a pistol yeah. at the helicopter. He's like, I gotta do this fucking again. Yeah. Like, why is this guy make my life a living hell? But they're also all only doing what he needs to keep making money yeah. rather than really trying to help him at any moment. Right. right. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I like the Asian character in the Cooper one. I think the industry's like that now. They just fucking, they're like, this guy's got to go. Yeah. The industry's bad, but yeah. Mazursky's a match. Well, Mazursky's all right in this one, but this yeah. one, feel, that feels more 70s, right? Where it's like, yeah, I guess just all just die in this castle of ours, I guess, right? We'll just yeah. keep doing drugs and like in my in my head, it's like if you're a rock star like that, you live in a house, yeah, and then they keep they just keep adding layers to your house until you can't even leave. You can't like, you don't even know where the exit is, you know. I mean, that house though is I incredible. know. Yes. Yeah. Incredible. Like what what uh how would you des describe the design? Like what era is that? Like or the like Wayne Manor? No, like sir <laughs> is it like it's not uh, I can't think of the name. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. I, I like the pagoda, too. The pagoda ranch. The one they build? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That one's cool, too. That place looks relaxing. Yeah, like, the I like their little Lost Weekend. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. And he just kind of builds that in, like, like I don't know, like a day? Yeah. Is yeah. that, like, what we're... Yeah. That's how, it, that's how it's depicted, yeah. Do you um, mean the ranch house where they have the honeymoon? Like, what, which which, which no, house? His man, yeah, his, his big mansion. mansion. It's like L.A. mansion. I know. Yeah, I'm I trying to think, what, like... I can't think of... Be. There's, like, a very particular name for it. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I want to see it. Because um, most of the stuff is about their honeymoon house, which well, is it's cool. Like total maximalist design yes. in it, which is, you know, like, the, the decoration so is... So, there's so many mirrors, so much curtain You're work. a big star, so, like, every... Uh, wall in your house is a I've, mirror, right? Yeah. I, I actually don't think I own a single mirror that isn't in a bathroom. You live in a sphere. 
no, you need to, yeah, you need to wear a suit of armor that's made of mirrors at yes. all times. So everybody yes. can look at themselves when they're looking at you. Exactly. exactly. It's a commentary. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. actors are just reflections of other people. Exactly, yeah. Rachel. Thank yeah. you. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And you should take pictures of the paparazzi. Right? Yeah. And um, I do. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, what was the thing I was going to Stars born. Say? Chris Christopherson. Stars born. Chris Christopherson is in the movie with Barbara Streisand. Oh, it's one of the things that's just very, <laughs> it did help me. That worked. Um, <laughs> It's one of the things that that makes this story so sticky, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that you like enter in mostly through the eyes of the the young woman who's yes. just like, I cannot imagine this world you live in. Look at these people around you, this house that seems to go on forever. You just get to walk on stage and people love you. Even when you're fucking up. Yeah. Everything is like supported for you. And then the moment she hits, the energy changes so much where your perspective, you go like, oh, this guy is slipping. Yeah. I've known the guy was slipping psychologically, but like almost immediately her star is so much bigger right. than we've ever seen him be. Yeah, And you sure. can fill in the blanks and go, maybe he was there at some point or maybe she's already eclipsed the height of where he was. But it's like the, the scene where Mazursky is just kind of like, he's already done. Yeah. We've known he's been done yeah. for a year. We've been riding out on the fumes. Mm -hmm. There's nothing left there. Yeah. There's not well, a. It's like that scene where he goes to visit the studio and Busey's there, and they're, they're just recording with other, yeah, other people, new music, and he's like, "Yeah, we're just we like this sound. It's really nice. It's a yeah. good sound that they've got going." Like he never even existed. Yeah, but he the was thing missing is, we, for like six weeks, and they were like, "Yeah, well, this is actually well, kind of healthier." Just move now. on, yeah, yeah. And we don't really see though the effect that that generally has on him because we don't see him ever on the up and up. And Busey, when he's giving him the bad news in that scene, is also still giving him bumps off the little spoon. Yes. Well, got to keep him, you know, stable. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, yeah. He said, hey, remember this? Keep this guy level. Yeah, right. Uh, there's the Grammys scene, obviously, which mm. is crucial to any Star Wars Born movie is man makes a scene at award ceremony. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, which wife. is good and embarrassing. The... The 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 Cooper one is so brutal that it's almost hard to watch. Whereas this one is more watch. classic, just like rah, rah, you know, like That's, you know, the Grammys when he pisses himself. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's a little much. I'll say the the Garland one's kind of hard to watch too. Uh, yeah, the Garland one's really brutal. Yeah, uh, James Mason. Because so doesn't he like accidentally hit her in the face yes. in that one too? Yeah, yeah. that's um, tough. But it's it's what works about. Um, how do I put this? I don't know. I don't know. I was I watching this movie through the prism of getting ready to talk about Babs for a bit. A bit of Babs we have. A bit of Babs. A babble about Babs. Of babs. Yeah, Doing babs, babs, babs babbling. Babs mm -hmm. babbling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that, that thing I was saying earlier of her being one of those people where you're just like inevitable, undeniable. Yeah. Right? It was just like sheer force of will and talent. She was going to be Barbara Streisand no matter what. Yeah. Um, And I feel like all these Stars Born movies have that element of like the woman at the center at the beginning is sort of like, who me? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Everyone's told me I'll never make it. I like doing this. Yeah. I've accepted my position in all of this. Yeah. Right. I don't really want all of this necessarily. I'm kind of fine with where I am. And then someone pushes them onto the bigger stage and they just not only immediately explode, but kind of take to it immediately. Yeah. Where much in the same way where when she hits, you realize how much bigger she immediately is than he ever was. 
that she is so much better adjusted than he is. That's the thing. That Like, it's another thing I think this movie gets right is after that first concert where he forces her to perform, she's so nervous. It feels like she's going to bomb. And then over the course of three songs, she just destroys. And then when everyone's hoarding her outside, uh, mobbing her, and all the press are putting the microphones in her face, she has, like, funny quips for every question. And you're like... She's Barbara. Right. Her whole life has been ready for this moment. Right. But I mean, this is sort of my problem with movies. I'm like, she's too famous. There's no struggle. Right. Because she's Barbara Streisand. Whereas like, again, the Cooper one somehow gets away with it. Like I buy yeah. Lady Gaga's, you know, a nobody in that movie, which is surprising. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. And I think yeah. it worked because you'd never seen her stripped down before. I get, and you've know? never really seen her act. You had like, to yeah, be, a, yeah. you had to be like a, a diehard fan to know like when she came out with the album Joanne she really stripped herself down good vocally album. and great album yeah. <laughs> and you know as somebody who was there for all of that sure. I was not shocked to see her be so real and, mm -hmm. and grounded and, and look like a person most people are like oh it's poker face you know paparazzi exactly. mm -hmm. and they sure, have sure, they sure. have no idea but like, that's that's what's amazing about these movies though is that it stripped back the the, the, for lack of a better term, the glitter mm -hmm. of the mm -hmm. of the women who were at the forefront of these films and stripped them down to a way that nobody had ever seen them before. It's really nice that the movie's called Glitter. Like, why had no one yeah. ever called a movie Glitter before? Period. Yeah, it's a good title. Terrence so Howard's true. in it, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So is so Padma Lakshi, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Really? yep. Wow. Yeah, Apparently she plays a character called Silk. Yeah, she's... <laughs> a famous singer. Yeah, she's in it. Like, I think Mariah Carey, like, does background vocals for her in the right. opening. And she's apparently, like, a hack. She's lip syncing. And Mariah's like, I can do that. Oh, she can, like, right. You don't she's need like, you don't need this lip syncing. Sing. Yeah. Uh, Debrat is in it. One of the mm. great hip-hop artists of the Why 90s. Not? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm trying to find, I, I had it saved before, but the Frank Pearson article, so I can read. There's, like, a particularly damning quote. I mean, go ahead. JJ pulls some I stuff I mean, in the certainly dossier. I have some quotes, which yeah. was, he was, he was very mean. Really, uh, and like this is. A I mean, and look, I, I buy that he had a bad time. Out. Like, that's I, that's the thing. That's what's why that's, it's it's it, sort of impressive. Where he's like, I'm kneecapping you. That's the thing. It's one of those like Josh Trank levels of self sabotage where you're just like, wait until the movies come out. Yeah. yeah. Right. And if it's something to be celebrated, don't you want to be celebrated? Totally. If it bombs, then you can sort of like vindicate yourself. After I wonder the fact. if he was he was kind of like prepping himself for a possible. Uh, backlash that would come if it were really successful and everybody was giving him credit and Babs was going to get up there and be like, actually, right. it was I all took me. this movie over. Right. And then he wanted right. to kind of like... Possibly. I think yeah. it was a mistake, though, because I feel like oh, that just yeah. kills your career. Totally. Like, he's never a major, major director no. because of this movie. No, but I think his Even attitude... Though this was a hit. I think you're right, Rachel, that strategically his attitude was, if I position myself as or if I give everyone the story of my struggle to get my voice through in this movie yeah. then anything they do like in the movie they'll credit to me and anything they don't like they'll say well it was out of his control yeah right? that's what I think it was some kind of strategy to just safeguard himself not knowing what the response was going but to, to be. write like an eight-page article for New York Magazine, like yeah, a big maybe. outlet. It's not like a, a string no, of it's tweets a big, in the modern it's a era. Very, and if he had just stayed quiet yeah the movie comes out, it's a big hit that gets kind of middling reviews, a few mm -hmm. Oscar noms, nothing major. And he had just been like, yeah, so I was the director of that. Everyone probably would have been chill about it. Yeah. You know, he would have been like, yeah, you know, Barbara, obviously strong force of personality, blah, blah, but you know, yeah. And then he gets to make some other movie. You made a big hit, buddy. But like, she basically just now, like, 
it has taken the I don't even think about you route where for the last 40 years she just talks about the movie As if without right. mentioning yeah, yeah, him yeah. by he name. Doesn't he doesn't mention him. She does the director's commentary. She does the like retrospective press. Wow. And she just says like when John and I were making Star is Born. Wow. She can knock directors and actors clear out of the practice of their profession with 10% of her energy, says Frank Pearson of mm -hmm. Barbara Streisand. Wow. Uh, you know, apparently they fought the whole time. Uh, she said, I don't feel you really want to love me. All my directors have wanted to make me beautiful. I feel like you're holding something back. There's something you don't tell me. You never talk to me. Now, this is Frank quoting Barbara. Sure. So I don't know. Uh, and Frank mm -hmm. says, I love you, but I'm not the demonstrative type. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, sentence. Every rehearsal, Barbara can never settle on a final reading. Nothing ever gets done. I, this is, again, his telling of things. Uh, you know, the dailies are good, but they're not good enough. Uh, Barbara and John can't see how they go together. They convince the movie's a disaster. They yell that he's ruined it. I've never been so tired, not since World War II. Both he and Chris Christopherson comparing this movie to serving in the military. Yeah, that is, that is a yikes. <laughs> you know, back in the day, fucking 70s directors could be like, look, man, I was in Germany. Yeah, yeah. and I preferred that. <laughs> yeah. And I'd go back. Yeah. Um, uh, and, you know, I guess, like, it does kind of seem like that classic, like, Barbara and John have the idea of the movie, and they're watching dailies and being like, you're fucking up whatever our idea of this movie is. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, and it's, they're probably, he's probably not. Yeah. Like, I don't know that he was really to blame for anything, but. You know, there's no there's no sense of collaboration. They're no, just they I, see him as a roadblock. I don't know if it's just that the the bones of Star is Born hit on something so primal and fascinating where like, yeah, every 20 years we want the fame machine to like look inwards right. and tell this tragedy about like how we dispose of people and, and also how we like dehumanize people in the process of I mean, that's what's so poignant about it is the sort of like one person on the way out, one person walking in kind of thing. Where this movie always leaves you with this note of like, how do, how's she going to look in 30 years? Exactly. She seems to have a better head on her shoulders. Right. But like, who knows? What price yeah. Hollywood, you exactly. could say. Exactly. Um, but I had always been led to believe like, well, they made three great stars borns and obviously there's the turd from the 70s that we all went to see. Right. Big and big I think it's like there's enough here. It's a it's a sloppy ass movie. Yeah. But I, I think it does have some juice to it. Yeah, I think there's a, definitely a reason people still watch it, you know? Yeah, it, because it, she's in it. It's because and she's him. in it. It's because he's in it. And it is because everybody knows the song Evergreen. Good song. You know, it's a really upsetting scene, although it's a little, it almost feels like a family guy gag or something. Uh, when, um, I mean, he does, I, I, I like that his suicide is him just racing the car in this. Yeah, you know just that drives like the wind, and then you never. There's see something him again. almost spiritual about it. The versus scene, like it's almost yeah, with her and his corpse could is be, right. It is yeah, that it almost is, could be unintentional. Yes, yes, right, right. Yeah. It's, it's ambiguous like about it. Yeah, yeah. right, absolutely, right. Because you have the same moment that you have of like you're dragging her down, man. Yeah, her career is hamstrung by you. Yeah, and when it becomes like a deliberate suicide by your own hand then it sort of feels like this thing of like martyrdom, he's sacrificing right. himself versus this where it's like, it's just a whole ball of emotions. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's kind of mythical. He drives off and then it's the next thing you 70s, see... Him and his motorcycle. Right, the crane yeah. raising, uh, yeah. lowering down from the sky and her there talking to his dead body and begging for blankets and whatever, which is the one scene where I think she kind of has that vulnerability I, I wanted She's to really exactly. good at that scene. see in, in some in other scene. places in the movie. Um, and then you have the scene where she's like tossing and turning 
in the bed in their mansion, hears his voice, starts running down the stairs. You think mm-hmm. she's hallucinating. You see that they're already movers moving shit out of the house. Like, she doesn't even have time to grieve before yeah. they're dismantling before her they're home. Moving her, yeah. Right. And then the guy walks in and goes like, hey, I can't figure it out. Turn this tape recorder off. Oh, yeah, it really does. Like, You're right. It does read it reads as a gag a little bit. I think it's a nice idea for a scene. And if that scene is she walks in Just and a giant reel-to-reel recorder is playing and some guy's like, yeah, sorry, I turned that on by accident. Right, but you think Versus, the guy's too hammy. Yeah. yeah, the guy walks in holding a boombox <laughs> and it's like, how do you turn, turn off this gun? What is this? This button says stop. Yeah. You think oh. I should try it? Oh my God. But I like the idea that she like thinks she's hearing him. Oh, she's not so imagining sad. it. And it is the tapes of him, including him answering the phone yes. when he's trying to record his demos. Do you want to pull up box office game? I got it ready, baby. Okay. This movie came out Christmas time in 1976. Um, the number one movie of 1976, of course. We recorded the other thing we recorded today, Rachel, was mm-hmm. a Patreon episode on Alien versus Predator. Oh. Of course. Yeah, of course. Perfect double header. But yeah. the second Alien versus Predator movie also came out on Christmas Day. It sure did. Did it? Um, Not in the same year. Not in the say. same year, yeah. no. Uh, this film lost uh, the big movie of 1976 is Rocky. That right. is the the big. This is the second biggest movie. Set up of the year. for failure. This is the <laughs> this is the Rocky Network. All the presidents men bound for glory. Taxi Driver is the five what nominees for best picture. Wow. Yeah, and you look at some of the stuff that doesn't even make it. I mean, Scorsese gets bumped out of Best Director. He sure does. This is one of the best Oscar fields ever. Uh, Scorsese yeah. gets bumped out. Uh, Scorsese and um, who did uh, bound for uh, fucking Hal Ashby? Hal Ashby get knocked Fellini out. Is this Fellini Satyricon? No, for no. Lena Vertmuller for oh, Seven sure. Beauties and Ingmar Bergman for Face to Face. Wow, uh, all kinds of cool people are nominated this year. Uh, obviously, Network kind of sweeps the acting awards. Um, this movie, unsurprisingly wins five Golden Globes. You're right. Hey-o. The most uh, expected thing ever. It wins a Hell song. Yeah. Hey, it hey wins now. a song. Absolutely. Take yeah. pride. Take it wins pride. a song. Trophies of trophy. Oscar. That's its only Oscar. Yes. Uh, but it was nominated for cinematography as well. I will say some sound. of the shots in this movie had me saying Robert out Ortiz. loud what a great shot It's it Roger Ortiz who's like an old Hollywood guy uh, and this is a movie that uses shadows very well, uh, as yes. opposed to uh, Alien versus Predator Requiem, the oh, darkest gee. movie ever My God, made. Rachel, I you would not believe. Hate when that happens. How bad this when thing. You have looks. to like squint and be like, Why "This movie truly at? looks like the brightness is down on oh, your phone." Oh no! Um, yeah, so. but yes, no. which is as it was meant to be viewed, right on your phone. Yes, yeah. watching these uh, two movies uh, within a couple of days of each other. Yeah, this is you're just like right. This is like what an expert cinematographer knows how to do. Right. Um. Yeah. Uh, so this film's coming out Christmas time, and number one, it's kind of opening at number five. Number one, okay. you know, it's back in the day. Yeah, but it ends up making eighty something. Second biggest hit of the year makes eighty million dollars. What was the budget? The budget was only six million dollars. That's so it's a huge hit. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, and the song builds several song houses. Really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Alone. many different good. people. And this is kind of the beginning of Barbara really just not making a lot more movies. Like now, it's like when she when makes she a takes movie, control. It's, yeah, yes. it's it's like a rare thing. This is her word bitty transition mm-hmm. where she's like, "I'm getting super selective. And I'm in the business where we're of being beginning famous. with her. Yes. Like we're beginning with that." Uh, number one of the box office is another sort of famous overpriced remake of 1976 hmm. that does like well, but probably could have done better. It does well, but probably could have done better. 
seems a little bit of a boondoggle. Yeah, but it's another movie that people keep remaking. It's another movie that people keep remaking. In what genre? Action, oh. adventure. It's 76. Yeah. 76, and it's a remake of something earlier, and they do it again. They keep doing it. When was the original? 1933. It's a 1933 yeah. movie. Kind of a famous movie. It's kind of, this one or the 33 one? The 33 one. Right. I'm they're all pretty famous. But this 33 one's real famous. It's real famous. Yeah. Yeah. It's it one of it. the more famous movies. Yeah. And I probably Action seen adventure it. adventure film. Why the fuck? Is, this is like going to be glaringly obvious, right? Yeah. They remade it again in 2005. And then they remade it again in 2017 as part of a cinematic universe. Planet of the Apes. Very close. <gasps> Oh, I'm oh, going to oh, take that. Oh, oh, it's King Kong. King Kong. Ah, it's the shit. Jessica Lange, Dino De Laurentiis King Queen. Kong. Jessica Lange and yes. Jeff Bridges in King yeah. Kong. And Charles Grodin. And Charles Grodin. Was a huge hit at the time. We Big hit, loved. but still a, an, an underwhelming based I on... I feel like rap. it has like the exact same reputation as this movie, which is everyone in the world went to see it. Right. Everyone agreed it was kind of shitty. Right. <laughs> and the versions before and after all have better reputations. Yes. yes. But we will still watch it. Yeah. We'll still watch this It's version. still in the world. Yeah. It's still in the air. Number two at the box office mm. is the third in a series okay. of films. Okay. 1976. Crime film. Is it a Dirty Harry? It's a Dirty Harry film. Oh. So which one? Third one is called... I always get I'll tell you Tyne Daly's in this one. Magnum Force? Nope. Or, 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 That's two. Fuck. It's not The Enforcer, The right? Enforcer. It is. Okay. His third film, James Fargo's The Enforcer. And then it's The Deadpool? That's the last one. What's the other one I'm forgetting? Sudden Impact, which Thank is the you. one Clint Eastwood directed, which is Bananas. Yeah. Uh, if <laughs> no, any which way loses Bananas. Well, that's true. Um, number three at the box office, another sequel. People say sequels have taken over. <laughs> Uh, but in 1976, this is um, a famously, uh, this is the last uh, film of this series. It's the fifth. Uh, it's the last where the lead is still with us. So this is a Pink Panther? Is it? Wow. Yes. See, he's good. He's very good. That's Trail it. is the one after he died, right? That's the really weird one that's after. Is this Curse? No. That's um, the... Oof, that's the the one after Trail that he's not even in with David Niven and someone oh, else. Jesus, it's what a weird franchise that is. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, it, it's not it Strikes Again or Returns, is it? Is it, it one? Strikes it Again. Strikes again. The okay. Pink strikes Panther again. Strikes Again, 1976. Yeah. This is the last Peter Sellers movie and they use footage from this in Trail of the Pink right. Panther. Do you know about Trail, Rachel? I don't. He died. Okay. Famously. Sad. And then they it were happens. like, we're going to make a movie where we take all the outtakes we have left over and the movie is new footage of actors being like, has anyone seen Clouseau in a while? Does anyone know where he is? And they're like, I heard he was doing this. And then they cut to some scraps. I kind of love that. From the previous movie. I kind of love that. And the that. whole movie is like, we just can't find Clouseau yeah. anywhere. Where is he? Yeah. That's really funny. Uh, Did it turn out as funny as it's been described? No, I think, I think it's widely despised. Hate <laughs> oh, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> they essentially released a clip show in theaters. I love it. And it wasn't even a best of. It was like reject. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, it was yeah. B-roll. Yeah. But everyone's just like, that so guy. Yeah, where what is happened he? to him? Wow. Right, number four at the box office, a famous documentary. Remember, you may know this, that back in the day, they would just put documentaries in theaters that were just fake. 
Yes. That would yeah. just say made up shit. Was and this is one of the most famous In Search of Noah's Ark? In Search of Noah's Ark. Do you know about this movie? I don't. They bought out crazy television advertisements at a time where people were not, you know, just like full marketing blitz when marketing was more reserved. Right. And films got word of mouth platform releases. I kicked my head over again. Um, <laughs> and they just did all these TV ads. They blitzed it. You can watch like old Siskel and Ebert where they complain about this thing incessantly. Oh my God. It, they it, said a we, decade it, later, movie, they still complain about like... This movie, In Search of Noah's Ark, which yes. Which right. They, were, they bought these TV ads and they were like, we're putting a movie in theaters. We found Noah's Ark. You have says, to go to theaters to find the answer. They found Noah's Ark. And right. it was bullshit. In Turkey. Yeah, it's all made up. Yeah. Um, oh, gee. But they were just like, yeah, the 70s. scoop of a century, you gotta go to theaters you to see You have to it. go to theaters uh, to see and where it is. Number five is A Star is Born. You've also got something called The Shaggy DA. Now, is that a shaggy dog yes, that's sequel? sequel? Yes, he goes to court. <laughs> He's a district attorney. <laughs> so, that's, Dean that's Jones the and Suzanne Plush. Yes. Lenny's got big shaggy What dog if energy? that yeah. became your star demand where you're like, I demand a vehicle for me and my dog. Like, I, that is what I want. He's I'll be honest, guys. I'm I'm gonna think I'm gonna get there to yeah. that point where I'm like the do dog goes first. Right. Dog you know? is first billing. Yeah. But you're also like, I don't want him in my movies because I don't want him to upstage me. I'm just a package actually, deal. You have to green light one of his pictures. I would rather he upstage me. <laughs> That's very see, this is how I know they, they're yeah. good. No ego. I no just ego. Think, no ego. Because also like I then this might sound shitty parenting of me, but like where what's he gonna do with the money? It'll be mine. That's true. And yes. I'll just use it to get him more things. No Jackie Coogan law for dogs. Yeah, right? no. Is there a Coogan account for a dog? I don't think so. I can't imagine. <laughs> is there a rent and tin law? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, but no. it would be nice if you used all of his money to get him things. And that's yeah. what I do all the time. I use all my money to get him things. Yeah, well, he He's the most them. spoiled brat in the world. Absolutely. So. Yeah. As a new parent, I can uh, test. Yeah, can test she's two and a half years old, man. And uh, I ain't that new. And I know exactly how old she is. <laughs> And now you just, you just found out. Nah, I knew. I always knew. I she was literally being really funny earlier. Just she was, she likes to play with the pillows on the sofa, uh -huh. and she just pointed at one and said, "That's Ponyo. That's Sosuke." But oh. the pillows. Mm. That's how deep Ponyo is in her brain right Which now. Which it should. Ponyo's yes. great. Ponyo's how many times has she watched it out? What do you guess? 40? I don't know. Yeah. Like endlessly. Yeah. yeah. She watches it usually in sort of three stages. The second <laughs> stage is when Ponyo goes to sleep on the couch. That's when we're always like, okay, Ponyo's asleep like you're going to be. Yeah. Um, Smart. That's uh, really smart. Silver Streak is on the top 10. A, a Wilder Weird prior. bad movie. <laughs> kind of a yeah, bad movie. that yeah. one I actually have seen. <laughs> and it's only got 10 minutes of the two of them. Yeah, that's the one where they yeah, realize the marketing is more It's like them. Zendaya and Timmy Chalamet yes. and Dune. <laughs> yes. It's really just it is so shitty funny. North by Northwest with 10 minutes of those guys riffing off each other. Yeah. I love Dune to death. I think it's incredible. Yeah. But it is funny how that movie ends with her being like, oh, hey, what's up? And he's like, hey, <laughs> nice, to meet nice to meet you. Yeah. And the whole press tour was them <laughs> palling around. I was uh, like, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Those Marketing teams, but also the whole movie is him being like, "I had a dream that thinking about Zendaya, Zendaya like, yeah, is going to have a bigger part Zendaya. in the yeah. second Hot one." Stuff. Yeah, he's everywhere. I had a dream Zendaya was in the sand. <laughs> yeah. Sure, she's always in the sand. Yeah. We only have her for five days on this one, but the next one she'll be Every a much day. larger role. Every dream day. of her multi-tiered contract. Okay, uh, <laughs> Marathon Man is in the top. 10. Mm. Network is in the top 10. Yeah. Best. Uh, and then a film called The Monkey Hustle, Ooh. a black exploitation film with Yafikado and Rudy Mary Moore. Okay. Uh, which looks pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, about Chicago con men. Oh. Um, it ain't legal and it sure ain't safe, but it do seem worthwhile. That was the tag. That line. was the tag. I love it. A good tagline for uh, Alien versus Predator as well. Uh, Roger Ebert said <laughs> it was a good hearted muddle, ago. but they must have left half the script back in Hollywood. Oh. Oh, hey. Wow. 
Uh, pow pow. Uh, but um, Michael J. White says one of the best movies he's ever seen. Okay. Huge influence on Black Dynamite. Uh, uh, Rachel, now uh, that Lenny has been wrangled, I want to reopen the floor for you if you have oh, any yeah. general final thoughts. Oh. Stars Born, Barbara, etc. I mean, I thoughts to leave us with for this miniseries. It's I, oddly like my. It's I love her so much. It's my least favorite of Stars Born. Yeah. And I hate that because I love her so much. I and I love Christopherson so much. And I love Gary Busey in it. I love the aesthetic of the film is so great. The music is is wonderful. But for some reason, it just doesn't it, have what it needs. We can acknowledge its influence. Absolutely. And I do think it's fair to acknowledge like, yeah, the Cooper movie's pulling from this in some ways. You know, Absolutely. it's if, in the if air. If the Cooper movie was like all about Broadway, you'd be Wait like. Wait a second, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you'd be like, oh, that weird 70s Stars Born that's yeah, kind of a, a misfire. Yeah, a rock and roll version. Huh. But that movie feels like him saying, like, I want to take another look well, at but you. Yeah, and he, like, cleans it up a little. He cleans it does. Up. And it's not just that. It's like, you know, they tried to do it with Beyonce. Where it's like, yes. It feels like after this movie, it was like, yes, this should be a music thing from now on. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, it did like, There was going to be the Clint Eastwood, DiCaprio, Beyonce one that was more traditionally back to the music industry. Right. And Cooper was the one who came in after 10 years of that movie getting redeveloped and said, like... Make a drunk country music star. Right. Yeah, yeah, and it and it just made a lot more sense, and it expanded upon the things that needed to be expanded upon. I agree with your commentary about the manager character mm -hmm. in that mm -hmm. one, mm -hmm. um, because he doesn't really exist in the rest of them, and the only yeah. reason he really comes in is to be like, "You got to stay away from her." Little, little nudge. You got to stay away from her. You got to, you know, I think shitty guys exist like that in the industry. They. I can tell you right now they do. They do. But it's it's one of those things that it's like you said, it's just a bit too yes. I'm twirling my evil wiry mustache and you need to die. For a movie <laughs> where the inner demons are always gonna be the, the greatest conflict. The biggest evil, you don't absolutely. Need, it's man versus yeah. himself. It yes. really is. And yep. and then I think Cooper brought an authenticity to it. The Sam mm -hmm. Elliott character is amazing and an amazing performance from him and I think people tend to only really remember the one scene when he's pulling out of the driveway it's, it's one of the most astonishing things it is but yeah. he's his scene where he you know is talking about oh, I've got to fucking clean up your shit blah, blah, blah. and then the so very good. end when he talks about how she sees the notes on the scale mm. it's a beautiful character it's a beautiful performance and I think that's what this movie was lacking is that emotional grounding I agree of somebody who's loved him yeah. in spite of everything before the character, the, the the female character comes in. It's also smart yeah. to add that character in and redistribute some of the Christofferson growl over to yeah. that guy right. <laughs> and make Cooper a little softer. Exactly. It, it just gives the, the character uh, a humanity because you realize that he's been loved before. Yeah. And he neglected that too. Yeah. 100%. And no, so, I mean, that's Cooper, great, great. is an incredible addition. You're right. Yeah. And I just think that, I think every person. In this movie, it has people it. that are sort of nice to him, but that does not like. Yeah. They're, Elliot, but they're nice to him for their own personal gain. Yeah. Cause like we were talking about, it's yeah. like, this is how I make my money. So you need to get your ass on stage. I'm going to give you the coke to do it. The universe, they all orbit mm -hmm. around. Or exactly. Yeah. Elliot, exactly. an incredible example of just uh, award seasons being way too long. Where everyone was yeah. like, this guy's going to cruise all the way to a fucking Oscar win. And then by the time the show happened, it was like old news. We all got over this five rotations who, ago. Who won? That I remember Mahershala looking. Wins Mahershala wins for Green Book. For Green That's Book. What's Which is like, it's a lead performance, A, and yeah. he just yeah, had an Oscar, just and it's Green Book. Is that Book. the same year as Richard E. Grant, too? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you had two guys who've been so good and so underappreciated for right. so long. Long-running, great characters. Giving like perfect yeah. supporting actor performances. Yeah. And then Mahershala, yes, is the lead and he had just won. 
Look, it's one of the weirdest Oscars ever. Green Book was it was a weird Oscar. Like, it was the best movie ever made. We can't deny the Green Book was the best film ever made. Pizza. Um, Spike Lee is somewhere just cursing. Not my cup of tea. said it's not his not cup, my of cup of tea. It's one of the funniest things. You British? Are you British? <laughs> that, that's well, what makes it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, it's both that of them. and then him going like, <laughs> he, just, he <laughs> like, dance. literally dances around. Yeah. Like, it's so yeah, But I like this attitude is like, I'm not bitter. I've done this fucking dance before. I know how they work. I'm not surprised. <laughs> it's, I it's love it. What my cup of tea? You British? Such a weird you British? Oscars. You British? I saw Star is Born <laughs> at TIFF and was like, well, yeah, and this is going to be a sensation and yep. it made a zillion dollars. And the Oscars were like, I think it's Green Book versus Roma this year. I was just like, what are you guys doing? The director category was stacked, but I do feel like Cooper deserved to be in it. Yeah, that's not Because what you had McKay for Vice. You had Quaron uh, yeah. for for Roma. You right. had uh, oh my god, Fairly is also not. He's nominated. also snubbed. It's Spike Lee yeah. for right. Black Klansman, uh, Yorgos for the favorite, which uh -huh. is a fun nom, and Pavel Pavlovsky for, for the Cold, Cold War, War, which is a really nice nom. Mm -hmm. movie, yeah, like it is an amazing. And movie. he's one of the hottest people I ever interviewed. I fell in love with him when I interviewed him <laughs> he's for uh, Ida. So hot. I his, don't think I've ever seen his that. wife oh, is Rachel. Is too beautiful. To I will show up? you. He's very dashing. Rachel, they um, are a couple that makes you angry. Yeah. When you look at him and his wife together, I gotta look it up. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, just a weird year. A weird year. Anyway, but uh, yeah, Barbara didn't win for this, and then we will discuss future uh, Oscar snubs, of course. Yeah, no, that in will her be career. Right. Yes, absolutely. Oh, but he it, is handsome. Sorry. Yeah, yeah he's very handsome. Oh, yeah. Whoa. I don't lie. I don't lie. Yeah. He has a new a movie minute. coming. I think. Does he? I think he does. Doesn't he have a new movie coming out soonish? So. Yeah. The Island. Ooh, Ewan McGregor. Uh, right. Joaquin and Rooney are making a movie with him. Right. Yeah. Oh, but is that shit. the one that got shut down? Yes, but hopefully it can okay. come back. Let's hope so. Yeah. Did you see that uh, uh, Joaquin finished a movie with Lynn Ramsey? That they quietly just got it done? More like Joaquin finished. Well, that's what... Didn't uh, Emma Stone do one with Yorgos as well? Yeah. They did another one or something? Yeah, they're obsessed with making movies together. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I just Lynn Ramsey goes so long not getting movies made. I know, yeah. That yeah, I was really just good. so happy where I'm like, we got one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We but got now, one in the But game. now it's like... What's gonna happen? Let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I just I'm happy something has been. But committed. I like this like theme of we're just gonna quietly make shit and not oh, tell anybody anything. So because the only reason I knew about um the the one that just yeah debuted was because I know Nadia Stacy who did the makeup for it because she does makeup for all of Emily's stuff and it was I just love there's another one yeah right they him and Emma Stone did they, two movies together they just keep yes there's another out. one that still won't come out for who knows how long yeah. Uh, Rachel, you have nothing to plug because we're currently on strike. This you episode will come out plug. in several months. If the strike is ended by then, uh, I will ask you to send in a voice memo. Done. <laughs> it's 2024 post-strike Rachel Zegler. Um, you can actually get The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes on demand, which is pretty cool. It was the number one movie in the world for a couple weekends. That was pretty fun. It's really good. Uh, this is my dog, uh, Lenny. Do you have any input? <laughs> Did you hear that? Did you get that, guys? Anyways, I believe it's also still in theaters. So you can see it in theaters. You can see it at home. As long as you see it, uh, you'll see Peter Dinklage, which is pretty cool. I'm also there. Love you guys. Oh, do you have any resolutions? Do you want to sort oh, of yeah. New Year's oh, resolution? them out there? Oh, my God. This is so funny to record in September. To yeah. be like, what are you going to... Um, I'm just going to be so... My, my New Year's resolution is to not take everything so personally because it's just hard right now. But... Uh, probably to just disappear a bit more. Hey man, I'm gonna become more enigmatic in in mm, in 2024. Sure. I I don't want people 
People know where I live right now, and that's a problem. It's Look, so good, man. I'll, yeah. I, I will, I Rachel, will say Rachel's this. Rachel's very chill. She walked in here chill as hell, but she's getting hassled. It's, it's fucked true. up. You're getting hassled. And my poor People dog People giving you the business. I don't like yeah. it. No, I, uh, Rachel, I, I will I will say genuinely. It's not like I know you tremendously well, but I've known you uh, in in this weird way for a couple of years yeah, now. Yeah, isn't that wild? Uh, we, we met doing Zooms together during the pandemic yeah. before any of your movies had come out. Yeah. But, uh, you know, when when I was young, I was friends with a lot of people whose uh, stars took off a lot uh, faster and more aggressively than mine did. Yeah. And I was like adjacent to a lot of people watching them get pushed through the thing that's happened with you in your career very quickly, deservingly yeah. so. Thank you. Uh, you have that sort of stress and it's just undeniable kind of <laughs> thing. Very kind. Thank you. Uh, but I, I have never seen anyone... Uh, I handle it with as much grace that I have had any sort of adjacent view to. You're regular. As you have. You are, you are so regular. You are an astonishingly regular person Thank for how... as hell. Without being uh, oblivious. Like, that's the other sure, thing. Right. A lot of people I know who I'm like, how did you remain so normal or somehow have a cognitive dissonance where they're not even thinking about the other shit? It's true. They have yeah. some ability to compartmentalize Which it. Which I kind of... I. I I envy for sure. I do too. Because I wish I could just not think about the things that are abnormal. But you are so uh, intelligent and knowledgeable about all this stuff and such a student of uh, uh, the history of art and entertainment and everything in a way that should make you collapse under the pressure of everything yeah. you're constantly going through. And I have no idea how you do it, but you're very impressive. Nice. Thank you. I appreciate that a yeah. lot. Keep being a movie star. I, I, if they'll let me, I mm -hmm. will. I will be there to star in the movies. Hey. Um, and I just want to say, Lenny, I just I think <laughs> what you do as far as just being a dog is incredible. Uh, you're so cute. There you sort out of there seem doing to it like smile. you do. Yeah. Yeah. Keep doing it like you do. He's <laughs> nudging the mic. And Ben's known some bad dogs. Oh, I've known some real bad dogs, but you're one of the top dogs for sure. No poops in the that? studio. He's licking the mic. Oh, he's doing a yawn on my wow. baby. Good boy, honey. Uh, he's a good boy. Thank you for being here, Rachel. I Lenny, always, thank you for being here. I will always be here as long as you guys want me to come back. And You're the I, best. I have so much fun doing this show because I yes. love talking about movies. <laughs> hey. So uh, thank you, guys. We built an entire <laughs> career out of it. Thank you again for coming. Yeah. Of course. Uh, Thanks for letting my dog come, too. Of course. Uh, not the first dog. Nope. nope. But Earl Beat. He's always welcome. Earl Hines Mislani. Um, thank you all for listening. I, I think it's gonna be a fun little month with Barbara. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So fun. I can't wait to listen to everybody else's. Yes. yes. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, next week is Gentle. Oh, we'll yes. see who's this Podcastle. guest. We'll see. We have you podcast. We got someone penciled. We got someone penciled. Hopefully, penciled hopefully he's coming. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm going to ask when we're done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but tune in next week for the titular, uh, episode Podcastle. <laughs> thank you all for listening. Please remember to rate, review and subscribe. Thank you to Marie Barty for our social media and helping to produce the show. Thank you to uh, JJ Birch for our research, AJ McKeon, Alex Barron for our editing, Joe Bowen, Pat Rollins for our artwork, Lee Montgomery and the Great American Owl for our theme song. You can go to blankcheckpod.com for links to some real nerdy shit, including our Patreon, Blank Check special features, where we are currently doing things that we have not decided yet because this episode is being recorded far in the future. Uh, you're listening to us from the past. Uh, but uh, stay tuned on that. We're also, of course, we have the free membership on our Patreon where every 10 days we unlock an episode from three years earlier for free. So you can check out those hot early 2021 episodes, whatever the fuck we were doing. <laughs> Excuse me. How dare you? I'm sure it was something great. I can't remember what it Neither was. Neither can though. I. No yeah. idea. Wait, was that when we kicked off with 
Crocodile oh, Dundee. Oh, fuck. If we're unlocking Croc Dundee. That's a big is. deal. That's some of the best shit we've ever yes, done. Yes, it is. It is. Please enjoy for you know free what? our nice. Crocodile Dundee episode. We're giving it back to the public. Yes. Probably uh, the best six hours of podcasting. Listen to us be horny for Paul Hogan in the first one. Yeah. Turn Dad. on him so hard so in the second one. Right. Be fairly defeated by the third one. I yeah. think we're just kind of like, whatever. He's I in Los Angeles. Outback Steakhouse delivery. And then it yeah. turns out the guy who made my order was a blankie. Yes. Was yes. listening oh to the podcast God. while he was making it. Yeah. Not that episode. He didn't have a really, live. Really funny. Yeah, but he messaged me later. Anyway, listen to all that for free. And as always, wrong mm-hmm. now. Very good. Thank you. <laughs>kissing day yeah geez. dogs usually love to lick me so don't be alarmed okay my boyfriend's the same way we do call him the dog that's david's nickname Is david really david the dog sims david dog sims are you serious yeah if i'm being silly they say the dog's off the leash and he gets really hyped up about <laughs> dogs it. off the leash mm-hmm. wolf wolf bark bark yeah well lenny's off leash right now yes you yeah. are we've you got mr cute. leonard bernstein in the studio today okay are we <sighs> are we good to go ben yeah <laughs> yeah okay ready fantastic are you gonna sing no 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 I can't sing in front of you, Rachel. You did. You did for the cabaret episode. I know. I, I mean, know. it is Chris Christopherson. He's not. Yeah, you can kind of growl. He's not very. You know. Yeah, yeah. You he's can. not known for his yeah. his voice. Okay. Well, but as as somebody as who being, did get famous because I sang a song from the twenty eighteen oh, yeah. Star Is Born, I'm expecting something here. Okay, uh, Ben. Uh, all of this put this at the end of the episode. Great. <laughs> okay, this is the bonus leading up to this is the bonus what track. people will have heard as as the <laughs> opening. Okay, ready? All right. <clears throat>